Thank you for watching iRacing on the Ghostfire Media Network. It's time for the ghost. It's time for the Ghostfire Media Network podcast show, featuring the stars of iRacing's IVRL and the AOLL. Now here's your host, the Ghostfire Media Network crew. Ghostfire Media Podcast. I'm Randy Pepper alongside Adam Wood and Carl Henderson tonight. Uh, kind of a skeleton crew, but we're going to have some fun. Uh, it's good to be back after being away for two, three weeks. I don't even know how long I've been gone, but been too long. It's so, been enough. It's been enough. Yeah. Everybody's like, God, he's back. So, Adam, how's your week going? Uh, it's good. Uh, first full week back here, uh, getting everything under control, uh, starting the work life back up and uh, running through and getting everything back up and running here in the whole iRacing world and the Ghostfire Media world. So it's been a, it's been good on that aspect, but on the other aspect, uh, away from the family for the first week. So you know, it's always the toughest uh, at that point. So just got to get in a routine and hopefully these months click off. Yeah, and uh, hopefully they do. Carl, your mic all right? Your mic all right now? Let's see. Well, we're gonna see. How do I sound now? Sounds great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, no, you're fantastic. Fine. Um, yeah, uh, things are good here, man. Uh, I think this is like my first, uh, really full week, uh, back broadcasting. And, uh, uh, I'm thinking I broadcasted Sunday, Monday, uh, and Wednesday. So it's, uh, it's been fun this week. Got to see a lot of racing. Yeah, you were, uh, definitely full time this week. Uh, you saw a lot of good stuff. Actually, you probably saw the best races of the week. Yeah, it was it was a great time. I mean, unfortunately, I get to watch, didn't get to watch the IBRL race this week. Usually, that's my Saturday thing. Um, but uh, yeah, lots of really great racing this week. Uh, I have to say, a pretty big improvement over the previous week. <laughs> uh, yeah, the previous week was just too many short track races. Uh, so we kind of we finally kind of got away from it. I mean, I, I consider Gateway on uh, Wednesday night as short track, but at the same time. Uh, had like kind of a uh, intermediate feel to it with the speeds in the bank corners. Similar to uh, the Nashville Super Speedway or uh, Loudon, kind of. Yeah, I haven't raced those two yet, so we're gonna have to uh, figure. I'm gonna have to figure that one out. Uh, I, I've now broadcast uh, I or Nashville Super Speedway, but still yet to race it. It it feels like a small track, but it still seems fast. It's kind of like exactly what you said about gateways. It's kind of the same kind of feel. And you're not... talking about the super speedway, not the paragraph. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, the super yeah. speedway. Honestly, I mean, you know, we ran the super speedway at uh, the TNT race last night, which we'll talk about more in a little bit, but um, I hated it. I despised it. I finished third. It was still one of my least favorite tracks I've ever run. I got you. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Uh, so what about you, Randy? We, you've asked everybody else. I'll ask you, how's your week going so far? Uh, pretty uneventful, uh, you know, guitar addicts been, uh, been happening, you know, bought some cool guitars this week and, uh, sold a couple, yeah, taught some people some lessons. I, I got a gig tomorrow night at the, uh, Kona Tiki bar here in, uh, Ormond beach. Uh, I won't be at the Daytona national speedway this week, uh, since really, I don't have any reason to go there because, you know. I don't have a hot pass, so who cares? <laughs> uh, so you, you say meeting Rick is uneventful because he, you met him this week. Yeah, oh, that's right. I did have Rick. <laughs> I forgot about Rick. Was you know, it, Believe it or not, guys, my weeks kind of run all together. It seems like I just left North Carolina from the uh, Carolina Guitar Show. <laughs> yeah, I know. You too. You left the same time I did. And it just seems like I, I just did that. Even though I've been back in the shop for two weeks. But it, I'm still not back in the swing of things. So, uh, my daughter moved back in. By the way, my daughter works at Disney, and she has moved back into the house, and now she's commuting back and forth from the house to Disney, which is about an hour and so, thirty minutes from here. So, is it a, a cost savings thing, or is it? Yeah. So, how much? Yeah. I mean. She must have a really good gas car because, I mean, that commuting, I mean, it takes a toll on you both financially, physically, and uh, beating on the car for another reason, an hour and a half one way. I know I did like a 45 minutes to an hour depending on traffic in D.C. And, I mean, sometimes I like the commute and sometimes I hated it. <laughs> yeah, she has a Mazda MX-5, uh, which is a pretty economical car. Isn't that the um, baby SUV? Yeah, That's exactly. Oh, oh it's MX-5. I thought MX-5 was the Miata. What's the Miata? No, MX-5 is uh, is uh, a little SUV, four-door. 
I believe that's what it is. So she has that and, um, you know, her, she puts the great Dane in the back and they off, they go to work and come back, you know, after they're done. So are yeah. you thinking of the CX five or yeah, there's a CX five. Oh yeah. Yeah. M MX five is, Miata, is Miata. That's right. You're right. I should have known that, but no, it is the uh, CX five because there's CX five, CX nine, CX three. And I think whatever, but yeah, she commutes back and forth and, uh, yeah, it was a cost cutting thing because, you know, uh, in Disney, when they put you in these housing things, it was costing her, she was getting her paychecks for basically between 50 and $60 a week. Ooh. You can't live on 50 and $60 a week. There's just no way after you buy your gas and your food and all that other stuff. So she moved back home. She got her first paycheck. She goes, wow, I got over $300. Cool. You know, it's like, so her gas would cost her about $300 a month. So that'll, you know, she'll make an extra $900 a month, you know, opposed to making, you know, roughly, you know, $120 a month. So, yeah. or a little more than that. But so, yeah, it was a cost-cutting cost move, to say the least. So we've got, uh, tonight we have, uh, we're going to talk uh, some fuel. We're going to talk some IVRL. We're going to talk the AOLL, all the uh, three divisions in that, and uh, a whole lot more, I'm sure. So if you're just watching tonight, uh, is anybody watching the feed to see who's watching tonight? What do we got out there? So we right yeah, now, we got, uh, yeah, we got uh, go Justin, Dave Wright, and Ed Springer commenting right now. We got uh, Ed says, uh, Martinsville and Darlington had a baby. It's called Gateway. Uh, and then, you know, Dave Wright said his daughter also has a CX-5 and he hates the, or he says DC commute ick. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, we do have, speaking of, uh, big things happening, we want to congratulate Larry Patrick on having a brand new baby boy this week. Hey, how about that? Yes. Lincoln Patrick. So. Yeah, absolutely. So that was big news. So that's, that should be the, the, uh, big thing. So congratulations, Larry, on your, uh. Your new baby boy. I'm sure you're going to enjoy that for a while and uh, enjoy uh, the stinky diapers. <laughs> yeah, he just got out of the, the diaper phase and now he's back into it. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I only have one child and uh, she is now 15. So, you know, I never had to do that little cycle of violence all over again and again. So, you know, I commend all these these parents who are able to do that. Like I got got some friends that got three to four kids, and they're just like, man, I I don't know how how I would feel to get out of the diaper phase and then get right back into the diaper phase over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, no, I have the one too, and that's it. And, it, and it's been 19 years since I've had to do that, and I don't miss those days at all. I can tell you this: the best thing about uh, when you have a kid is a diaper genie. Yeah, we had something similar to that. I I, I have a litter genie for my cats um, <laughs> because it's uh, so it's, it's it's nice just having it just dispense it away and I don't have to think about it except for like once a month or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, diaper genie is not that easy. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> oh man. But, but you're but you're still not having to run out to like the uh, outdoor trash can like <laughs> one few times a day. I had a neighbor once who actually had kids and he would, uh, didn't have a diaper genie. So he'd just take a, a bag out, like a 
brown papered bag filled with all diapers and wouldn't shut it. And you'd see the diapers hanging over the top of the bag and he'd leave them out there for like weeks. So it, it would reek. It was like, <laughs> oh, dude, come on. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, good. great neighbor. I've had some really great neighbors. The guy <laughs> next door that I had just moved out, he had a hearse that was in pieces in the front. So it was like missing half the front quarter panel. So that's what I woke up every day. I was looking at this hearse from like 1968, missing quarter panels. The roof was having holes in it. So needless to say, nobody could sell their house in the neighborhood. <laughs> Just Florida things. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, if we can kick it to iRacing uh, real quick. I, uh, I, before we have our guests show up, I wanted to uh, share something uh, that I came up with this week. Um, and I, sh I shared it with a fuel uh, discord. I haven't really talked about it otherwise. Um, but I have a new painting program. I am no longer using Photoshop at all. Um, I've switched to a, uh, program called, uh, Affinity Designer. It's available on Windows, Mac, and, uh, also iPad. Um, and it can open PSDs. It's really cool with that. So you can directly work with PSDs, but it is way better at, like, working with shapes and stuff than, uh, Photoshop. So, like, you just want to draw, like, a square or something. Like, you can, it's really easy to do that. but um, what I really love about it is it has this thing called continuous uh, export mode. So I can have like I'm I'm you know working on a paint scheme on my iPad here, and I can have it open here and I'm editing it and without having to hit save or export or anything like that. As I'm editing, it's updating on the car model and iRacing. It That's is awesome. super nice. Um, I'm going to uh, once I kind of have it feel like I have it mastered. I'm going to release. Uh, kind of some free videos on how to do it because I really think this is the way forward. I, I, I was seriously just sitting on my couch earlier today, um, just building, starting on this scheme right here and had my Apple pencil and like, I'm just drawing and um, man, it, it, it is, I, I feel like I can pump out schemes now. Like I'm really stoked about it. Uh, That's something like probably, I want uh, everyone to use it. Rick Kohler probably wants to do. I mean, he's really big at them painting and, uh, he carries his laptop everywhere. Like this man's uh, out there just painting. He's like, hey man, I was at the airport. Start. I just popped out my laptop and uh, hopped and started painting a scheme. But what the, the thing that he doesn't really he doesn't really have time to do though is have anything open for iRacing. So uh, for him to be able to do something like that, I think he he's probably going to really enjoy it. And I think other painters as well. Yeah, yeah and I, think I, I know I will. What What's really nice about it is you know Photoshop is something like ten bucks a month or something and. This right here is a for Windows is a one time fee of thirty bucks, and oh, cool. I actually bought the app on Mac probably five six years ago, and I kind of forgot about it. I've never really used it, and because I saw it on sale for twenty bucks, I was like, sure, why not? I'll buy it. I haven't had a problem, um, and it's it six years ago twenty bucks. I'm still receiving free updates for it. It's really cool. Um, highly recommend it. Um, but like I said, there, there's a little bit of work getting the kind of setup and integration working. I'll I'll release a tutorial for all that. It's really nice. Yeah, definitely uh, uh, do a video on that. I'd love to see how to do that because I've been using uh, the Trading Paints uh, painting program. That, yeah. You know, and that's all I use. And I mean, you see what how my paints are. They're okay. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and once you finish your paint, um, you still have to upload it to Trading Card. But okay. um, it, you can do all sorts of custom stuff with it. I mean, I um, I, I came up with a, a scheme for the Fuel uh, Darlington uh, race uh, based on uh, Robbie Gordon's uh, singular scheme. Um, and, I mean, I, I seriously threw it together in probably two hours max. I mean, it, it was way easier than anything I did in Photoshop. Um, so, yeah. Very, I, I to say that I'm excited about this is like an understatement. I want to just, I would be happy if I could just sit here the entire time and just do schemes uh, and just ignore you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I, I think I think I'm gonna probably look into that tomorrow. Look up some YouTube videos to see uh, how well it is. Uh, I I wish on my my desktop here I'm able to use a pen or something like that to to work a little bit better. And I can't I can't justify an iPad purchase for it. So, well, so I I, I got this iPad. Uh, used like a while back and I mean, it's like the seriously the first generation ipad pro it's like I mean, you see it has a few bezels on it and all that and um i hardly used it but then i started doing paint schemes on this i'm like man i um i'm gonna buy a new ipad like <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's wow. another one of those racing expenses and um yeah so, i i just found an air uh, an actual ipad air at a garage sale for 80 bucks so that I thought that was a pretty good deal. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, before we get going, I really love this video. I I really think it's hilarious. I want to share it because it, it reminds me of everybody we race with in iRacing at some point or another. Uh, I think all iRacing fans will get a kick of it. I know quite a few of my friends. I've, I've shared this a lot to them, but uh, I have it up. So if I go live here. So let's see. Well, hopefully it works. What is your problem, man? You know how to fucking drive? No. What? No, I don't know how to fucking drive. I don't know what any of this shit is, and I'm fucking scared. What are you talking about, you psycho? You gotta drive! So, so that right there to me is a lot of people, especially come this week coming up. It's uh, Daytona week. Everybody uh is out there and uh trying to get their plate racing on and it, nobody's gonna know how to drive this week i i know it uh i really want to get out there and do a whole bunch of plate racing on uh, official races this week but uh you know that fearful of uh people not knowing how to drive so uh, that video just always makes me chuckle every single time i don't think i've never chuckled when i watched it it's funny um i'm gonna actually join in on uh, sunday night so I I can be out there so I can wreck a few few guys. I'll probably cause cause the first caution, you know. So, hey, uh, t Sunday night you should take out Blake. Uh, since <laughs> he's got a sharp looking paint scheme, you should take him out. Actually, I was going to ask Blake if he would push me to the lead. <laughs> I, I'm look. I'm just saying he he just rejoined after uh, having some issues and um, take him out, and make him quit again. <laughs> Love you, Blake. <laughs> That's not funny, man. I'm glad <laughs> that, uh, that Blake decided to come back. I mean, yeah, me too. I, I, th I think uh, you know it's something you know we, we we talked a lot about this in the uh, post circuit racing uh, fuel or the the Discord channel, and um, we um like you know Hanner Josh Hanner is going to be in the chase and. There's a lot of discussion about how without people like Blake Gordon, without Justin Anderson, um, like if 
if those guys aren't there, like what? Here's the dynamic. It kind of feels like if if, if, if Hanner goes and wins the championship, did he really win the championship? Like, and I he I know Hanner at least wants to go out there and beat those guys. Yeah. Like it, and and he may lose to them, but he he wants the opportunity to try to beat them. And I, I know the feeling. Like it's just like if in TNT, if um, like when if Brandon Bernhardt or Blake Zidi or, or Josh Laston was there, I would feel it feel cheap. Yeah. Well, you know, you can always say, you know, Hanner won and Blake wasn't there. You say, I still beat Gordon. <laughs> uh, John Gordon doesn't really count, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the, the, oh, sorry, words, John. I just had to do that. You're not your son. <laughs> All right. So this week we went into IVRL and we ran Daytona. Uh, it became the typical Daytona. I think we had two cautions outside of, or no, we had two wrecks, maybe two th- wrecks. Th- three with mine, uh, you would say. Uh, and, and no no major ones. And, and yeah. I mean, how many cautions did we have we had zero. that should have actually had cautions? I mean, how many wrecks did we so have that we, we should had, have cautions? We had two iRacing official, or not really iRacing, but we had two stages. So stage one, stage two. And then uh, one of the guys apparently throttled, decided to stop working, and he pulled a neck. And uh, on a restart, it stacked up the whole entire field. So admin threw an admin caution right there because uh, I think about eight cars were involved. So they got to go in and get repaired. But then there was three wrecks right after that. Um, Harvey kind of got dumped by uh, Nick Weatherby uh, from my take. I, I guess that's what happened. They were trying to push each other. Harvey was heavily damaged and Nick wasn't, and he was just trying to get help him along. They were both lapped down. He kind of got punted. They hit the apron and just slid up and hit the wall or something like that. No caution whatsoever. Uh, I think Harvey was like in the track too, and nothing happened. Uh, something happened with Derek Schilling and Miz or something. I think that's how you say his name, Miz. Yeah, the Miz. Uh, yeah, yeah, that looked like the Miz kind of came down and kind of hit uh, Schilling and. I know there were some words between the two of them. Quite a few. <laughs> yeah, quite a few words. And uh, kind of a lot of blame was being thrown at Derek. And and Derek was like, okay, whatever. You know, I think one of the words that said, yeah, typical uh, driving by an 89 car, which Derek said to them. And then he came back with typical driving by the 87 car. Or something like that. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of uh, words. There's a lot of words said that we will not go over all. Yeah, we won't go over that. But I know they were talking that back and forth. Uh, and I, I guess uh, Derek was kind of referencing the uh, the whole '89 car with what he was, what who the previous driver did in the '89, and he was kind of tying it all back to that. But um, Derek had a good run, by the way. Derek actually won, I think, stage two, which was pretty cool. I won. Was that right? No, I won it. Uh, oh, you won that one, but Derek yeah. actually led in that one too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we worked together. Me, Derek, uh, Harvey, Nick, and Charles. We all worked together. I mean, we we did fantastic. We were, you know, we formed up. We were the five guys, just like my sponsor, Five Guys. And uh, oh yeah, you made us hungry with that car. Uh, and uh, we man, hated you, <laughs> man. We we put on the clinic. Uh, I I think. Um, we did really great for teamwork. It's just uh, where we were at, we were up front and trying to get everybody to pit at the same time. We did horrible strategy due to that. Uh, Kazi and T 
Tito, Team Tito as a whole. They played the strategy right. They played in the back, uh, stayed out of the way, drafted well together, and uh, were able to uh, save the most fuel at the end. But I, I have to commend my the, my like five team or five personal alliance that we had, uh, and uh, we drafted very well. We got on pit road. Uh, I think the whenever that incident with the Miz uh, dropping it, it affected Harvey and Nick. Uh, Nick couldn't stay with us in the draft. He was able to push initially, and then he kind of fell off on it due to some damage. And then Harvey was just down on horsepower overall. He couldn't stick with us, period, uh, near in the third stage. So it came came down to a three-car show, and uh, some other people joined in. Um, but we didn't get the right fuel strategy, which sucks. Um, but uh, we we were coming to the line with two, I think, right at, right at, right at two to go. And... Uh, it was me, Charles, um, Nick came back in and he helped us pit when we had to pit there at the end. He came in and so I think Ryan Cliver was behind us or I think somebody else. I think we had yeah, four. Yeah, Cliver was in there as well, yeah. And uh, we were trying to catch uh, up to uh, Cody and a few other people we were trying to catch up the third. And uh, Charles just got into my back bumper a little bit too much and turned three to four and spun me. Uh, I was upset, but I was more upset at iRacing because iRacing didn't throw a caution all night long that needed to be because I was the third race in a, or third wreck in a row that they didn't throw. I wasn't mad yeah, at that, Charles. It, I mean, we were trying to push as hard as we could to, to make up some ground. Yeah, I don't understand. iRacing did not throw cautions for like, yeah, three of those wrecks that, that they should have and they didn't. We were really baffled in the the booth watching that race, going no caution. I don't understand yeah, we, this. We didn't have a eye racing caution period that whole entire night, so that's kind of what wow. what was kind of upsetting. Uh, and those yeah. three wrecks, uh, maybe the first one, not so much. I don't know. I you know single kind of single car, but I mean the Derek and Miz. I mean that was two cars battling that hit the wall heavily. I spun right in front of a whole entire pack and luckily nobody hit me, but I spun in front of everybody. I mean, I smacked the outside wall, dropped down to the bottom, went to the grass and came back out in front of the leaders almost. And, uh, yeah, nothing. I was like, all right, it was, this is a bunch of crap. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, we kind of felt that way too. It's kind of like really strange. It's like, this guy's got robbed. Um, but yeah. you know, uh, go ahead. No, I was, was going to say, I mean, I think, you know, not to kick it over to TNT or anything, but uh, first of all, I mean, I think uh, last night there was a miscaution as well. So I'm starting to wonder if uh, iRacing changed something with how they throw the automatic cautions. Um, but uh, you were talking about Derek earlier. Were you talking about Derek Schilling? Yeah. Yeah, Derek Schilling. Yeah. I, I thought, to, I, I will tell you, you know, the only experience I have racing with him is in TNT, but I... I feel like in the past few weeks, all of a sudden, he has come alive in the TNT yeah. series. Um, and, you know, I know this, I'm not trying to shift to TNT, but um, I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if he's doing something different. I mean, are you seeing those kind of changes reflected in I mean, IBRL yeah. as well? I mean, the more you race, the more you're getting better. I mean, he's racing in multiple different disciplines now. I mean, he's in the cup. He's in the trucks. I think he's in trucks two nights a week now. I think he races the Monday night IBRL truck series. Uh, he's in Tuesday night cup series. Uh, he's doing, I think he races Wednesday night truck series, Thursday night, uh, TNT series. And that's, you know, and then Sunday night cup series, I believe he comes out and runs with us. So, I mean, the man's running everything he can. I mean, the more laps you get onto the sim, the better and the more, the better off you're going to be. I mean, he is improving. 
you know, I've been racing with them for over a year now when the other one. So, you know, you know, I've like racing with them. I don't have you know anything. That's why I invited them whenever I was on uh, first response racing. I was like, Hey, you're coming in. You need somebody to home. Like, yeah, hell yeah, man. Come on in. And, uh, so yeah, he, and he, now he's, he's my teammate. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. So was, yeah. So me, Rick and, uh, and, uh, Derek, I guess three left. You got Ross. So, I don't know if Ross is still there or not. I don't know if Ross moved on, but I know. I just know it's the three of us <laughs> and really it's just the two of us because, uh, we don't see Rick hardly at all. So, so it's just mainly me and Derek. Yeah, but uh, so. but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that was the the regular season finale, so we move into playoffs next week. Basically, everybody's racing is in the playoffs yeah. except for like uh, Nick Goble. Uh, I think he's the only one that did not make the playoffs because he's kind of. Jaden Gimble didn't make it either. Jaden Jaden uh, was on the cusp of making it if he had stayed in the race. Him and uh, Michael Payne were fighting for that last well, position they, they just came out with uh who's in and uh gimbal's in there because tom Schuert was out oh okay so tom oh, tom we Schuert, thought he was not gonna make it yeah tom Schuert had uh exited the series that's all i'm gonna say about that one uh i know the backstory about it but i'm not gonna put him on blast uh, i'm just gonna leave it at that he had he he exited the series and when he did that made his spot available which means gimbal got to move up and michael payne and gimbal were not racing for a position they were both already in that race on okay last well, we had kind of we watched we were watching the points and oh and yeah nick actually thought it was uh closer than what it was but i guess it wasn't so yeah i think it was automatically kind of in there was kind of nobody else i think basically everybody you see on tuesday night that's going to be out there except for uh the 24 of nick goble will uh be in the chase so as we uh start winding down for the th first three races we'll be at darlington next week uh, so, so for someone that's unfamiliar can... i think either of you guys might be able to explain this can you explain the uh the, the playoff format for ivrl so we're top 16, we'll race for three races, and then we'll drop it on a 12, 8, and 4. Uh, I'll go over the the races here. So round of 16, we have Darlington. We, then we go to Richmond on September 7th. Um, Bristol on September 14th. That'll be your cutoff race. Then we'll go to round of 12, which will be Las Vegas, Talladega, and uh, the Roval. Sorry, I had to click in to see what that one was. And then we have the round of actually the round of eight's only two races. So, or actually, sorry, three. There's a it's in pink. So, thought it was a bye week. So, Texas, Kansas, and Martinsville. And sadly, the championship final four is at Phoenix instead of Homestead. So, <laughs> I, I try to make everybody move to Homestead. I love that track. I hate Phoenix. <laughs> I, I actually love Phoenix and Homestead. I, 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 I don't like the. I don't like the, f I can do turn three on the way it's set up in iRacing. I don't like turn one going into it. I just, I, I just can't find the rhythm going into it, going from basically two flat corners into that, that corner. It just throws my rhythm off. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I know that you guys in IVRL have been doing uh, stages. Um, the stage points carry over into the playoffs, correct? Stage wins. Stage, stage wins. wins. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not points, but wins. Yes. yes, correct. Okay. The, the, your stage wins, and then if you won during the season. So, like, uh, right now, 
in the points carrying over, let's see, playoff standings. Uh, right now, Joseph Cossey has a... Dominating. Uh, yeah, dominating. Uh, 2,089 <laughs> points. Greg Holt's got 2040. Nicholas Weatherby's at 2012. Patrick Gaspar's at 2012 as well. Converse is at 2010. Carino Jr.'s at 29. Uh, me, Charles, and Harvey are at 2006. Will Cannon and Cody McKinney at 2005. And Joey McKinney's at 2002. And basically everybody else, the last four is basically at 2000. Uh, starting out. I got you. So it, it's it's pretty similar to the NASCAR. Yeah, it's very yeah, similar. Exactly. Yeah, it's That's almost awesome. exactly. Yeah. Um, other than the actual points, you you get you only get the points for the state win, opposed to NASCAR where you have the uh, win you know the points on down for the top ten. So, but um, you know, going through going through it, unlike uh, what we have in any other league that we broadcast for, nobody else does stages. Only IBRL does the stages. So you know that. There's more at play in that league uh, for it, so you're able to get stage points going for the that three race cutoff, and that's kind of where I've kind of lacked is uh, try getting the stage points throughout the races. So that's where I'm gonna have to kind of fight for uh, the points wise whenever it comes to these uh, next uh, three rounds. Yeah, we we really thought you were gonna probably be a lot be a lot stronger, and you probably would have been in that race uh, if the two guys that we talked about, Greg Holt and uh, Causey, I mean, they had their, you know, uh, the Miz was, was with them too, but uh, Greg Holt ended up winning the race with Causey second. And they were so far ahead of everybody because that pit strategy, everybody else pitted around lap 20 where they sh- they kind of stretched things out to lap 24, 25, something like that. Well, the, they were able to do that because they were running like 10th, 12th, 13th in the pack. Uh, right, single right. file thing. So, uh, us up front, we were running uh, at probably about ninety percent throttle as the leader and everything. I mean, we, you know, plate racing, you're doing like one ninety five, two oh three, something like that. Our average speed was like one eighty five. Like we were, you know, doing fuel savings like crazy. Which you know, you know, if we would have sped the thing up, then they would have had to pit. So I mean, you know, that's the only thing I think we could have done differently instead of trying to do the fuel saving aspect. All the way at the front, we could have ran the tank dry sooner, and which made everybody burn more fuel. So, I mean, that's the only way I could play that one differently in the positions we were at. If I, you know, hindsight, I would have jumped in the back with them and or had that type of mentality as well to try to run the back of that pack to save fuel the way they did in that third yeah. stage. Yeah, they definitely they ran best strategy of everybody. Um, but you know, you got to think about if those cautions had flown when they should have that would have been a whole different game yeah the first one that that would have happened i think harvey like when it happened i looked down to see what the lap was and we would have been like right there shy of a full fuel run so it would have been some fuel strategy games on that aspect to make it work uh so i mean there's a lot of a lot of ways to swing it uh we just did it wrong and they did they played it perfectly so i commend them for being able to do that uh you know plate racing two guys in in the race uh together in tandem basically uh not one of the things that you normally see but that's what happened yeah yeah they were just so far ahead there really wasn't any, anything anybody could do so but yeah it was, uh, it's gonna be fun watching uh the ivrl butt kicker series uh starting the uh playoff this week so if you uh 
if you're watching down here and you want to see some great racing, that is on Tuesday night. We'll be at we Darlington. Darlington. Lady in Black. Yeah, absolutely. Great race uh, track, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good field show up for that race. We know we'll at least have our 16 guys in the chase be there. And uh, we'll see who, see if Joseph Causey can come out and uh, continue his uh, domination throughout the playoffs. Or, or is it going to be Greg Holt? Who knows? It may be uh, Adam Wood up here. I doubt it. I, I'm, I, I, my goal is to definitely make it in every series because it looks like I'm, I'm locked in two series and I'm still going to, you know, it looks like I'm probably going to be locked in for sportsmen, but there's still, still time. Uh, but my goal is to make it to the final eight battling for that final four uh i don't i don't i don't think i have that top four and definitely i, I don't think i can beat causey or greg holt especially at phoenix uh but you know I, i'm willing i'm going to put in the time and effort to get myself up there and hopefully uh battle and contend and for that top four spot when it comes out down in november well adam you drive with those guys if if it's not you out of those four guys or who do you think the four guys are going to be there besides Causey and Holt? Uh, Nicholas Weatherby, 100%. He's going to be there. That man has been yeah, putting on the clinic uh, week in and week out. And everybody's not the fourth one. I mean, if Christian Converse comes back, he's a shoe in. Uh, he's not going to come back. He's, he's got not. football. Yeah. I know he's not. But if he did, he would be there. If Since he's not going to be there, I think it would be Patrick Gaspar, Carino Jr., or Charles Urick. I think those are the ones that will be able to get it done. They've kind of shown all season. Uh, the unlucky people that could make it that, you know, just can't put together a finish due to Rex and other things would be Cody McKinney. Uh, Cody's had speed all year long. It's just he gets caught up in everybody else's uh, yeah. Rex and kind of puts him out of position for it. Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, unless his luck has changed dr dramatically, I, don't, I, I can't see him being there. So... I, I, I think it might, God, Patrick or Carino, those, those two guys are, they're tough for, for real. And Patrick is due to win a race. He just hasn't had all the, the chips fall on his side this, this season. So I got so. you. All right. Well, that's going to be it for, uh, this segment here. Let's, uh, go ahead and trans, uh, let's go ahead and go ahead and, Start talking about the wonderful fuel race this week. So, yeah, this week, fuel ran at Pocono. Me and Carl were able to be on the horn for calling out when it was a great race. Uh, you know, we were out there looking at it, trying to figure out what strategies would be at play. When we were looking at the the lap counters, we didn't think it would be a a fuel strategy game unless cautions came out. Uh, we were trying to figure out, you know, how everything would be played out. And, uh, you know, so for the most part, it was a very clean race. There was uh, just a couple incidents that caused it. I mean, there was a big one right there on the last lap with uh, Bressy uh, getting loose coming out of turn two and getting smacked in the wall and just somebody net And watching to the moon. Yeah, somebody <laughs> net-coated. He got net-coated to the moon. The, yeah, that was the, I watched that. I was like, whoa. Because the driver that, that went through him didn't have any damage whatsoever, but Thomas Bressley, that dude went to the moon. He, he, he's like, dude, that's all Randy. I'm going to try to top him. <laughs> Nobody will top that. I, I, won. I win that hands down. At least I win something for the year. 
Oh man, <laughs> Your, yours was epic, Randy. I I literally was behind. I was like four cars back, or probably more. You were kicking my ass that night, and uh, I, I just see something purple just go straight up. I mean, there was no like sideways or anything. No, it was just straight up in the air. I was just like, damn, he's gone to the moon. That, that was amazing. I still I still can't can't believe that thing because I was just straight up in the air. And the next thing I'm in in the pits, like, oh, where the hell did I go? <laughs> Oh man. Uh, so tonight we invited, uh, Hayden Pastoris here. He was the hard charger for this week. So let's go ahead and bring him up and get, uh, let the viewers know who he is. Hey Hayden, this is, uh, Adam crawl and Randy in the podcast booth. You got a copy? Yes, sir. How's it going, man? I'm doing pretty well. Up yourself. I think you're a, you are a Chase Elliott and though a Carl Edwards fan. I love I love it. Uh, I'm not really. It was a, a Carl Edwards fan. I just got this. I got the flag on sale. So okay, then I'll take it back. Then. <laughs> uh yeah. Somebody decorates the room. What the hell, you know? Yeah, I got a few trophies, and I like to keep everything a little bit decorated around here, just to make it nice what and cozy. What did you get the trophies for? What are those for? Uh, they're all for racing. Like what? Like go karts, I, I, it, you know, you're gonna find it's funny, but I've, I've raced lawnmowers and whatnot. I don't think lawnmowers. My dad, yeah. <laughs> my, my, dad lawnmowers? my dad's in the process yes. of right now of trying to rebuild. Uh, I, I when, a, when this old craftsman he's got, and he's, uh, he found my old go kart frame, my old O2 Banshee frame, and uh, he was trying to find the axle, but somebody stole, broke in and stole the axle off the back. That's the only thing they stole was just the rear axle off of it. And he was going to use it for his go-kart frame. He sent me a picture of it the other day. Oh, yeah. Okay, explain to me. Hold on, wait. What kind of effed up hillbilly crap is First of all, I want to know, Hayden, where, where do you live? Uh, I am in Ontario, Canada. I mean, look at his okay, that's No, that's even worse. <laughs> I, I know it's that's worse. Some Canadian hillbilly be, be, crap. Be, because, because you can start talking about lawnmower racing. I'm like, oh, this dude's from South Carolina. Like, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, what am I kidding? I'm, I'm moving with you. <laughs> I got a picture right here from last season. I won the championship. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, um, I, where I grew up, it was... Um, there was a, uh, a an oval dirt track, uh, uh, probably just a little over a mile from my house where they raced lawnmowers, and I could go out and I'd hear them every night, and, and you know, went to a few races and all that. So uh, I, I honestly didn't know it was a thing outside of the southeast. Oh, yeah. oh, believe me, it's all the way up here, and it, I can tell you, it, it might sound it might sound pretty damn stupid. Yes, I agree with that, but believe me, it, it's a ton of fun. How fast does a go, uh, not a go kart, but a lawnmower go? I mean, how fast do you actually go in those things? Well, depending on what class, I, I've seen a lawnmower go 100 miles per hour. That's with the very, very, very high class. That's on asphalt, though. You can't go down. Yeah, I did somebody's yawn in five seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was also Tim, the tool man, Taylor, that did it. So. <laughs> oh, man. He 90s won. joke. He wanted more power. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Hayden, tell us about yourself, uh, how old you are. You know, you told us you live in Canada and stuff. Tell us what you do for a living or you go to school, whatever you do. Uh, so I am 17 years old. I am turning 18 September 5th. And um, I, I just graduated high school three months ago. And 
I've been working in the kitchen for since I was 14. That's what I'm currently still doing, but I'm trying to find somewhere else to go. I currently just applied to um, a roofing job. So waiting to hear back on that. But yeah, I've, I've been sim racing since 2014. Believe it or not, I was around 10 years old. <laughs> no one really liked me because I had a squeaky voice. And uh, yeah, just I fell in love with the sport since I was around five years old. And here I am now. So you're one of those guys, everybody's racing those uh, pickup races, and you have that one kid in there go, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, that. Hey, get off me, get off me, you stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty much me. <laughs> and the, they're always the most talkative people, too. It's like, it's the oh, most, yeah. it's like, God, can this guy just be quiet? I just want to relax. Yeah, I've, I've calmed <laughs> down since then, so uh, it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> there, there was, there was one, uh, Shortly after I started, there was a street stock race in Charlotte um, in the rookie series. And there was like one kid who had, to, I mean, I'm going to say, you know, had not had puberty more than likely. He was a very <laughs> squeaky voice. And um, like everything he was saying, like he was like nonstop, like chastising other drivers. And it was like everything he was saying, he's like, dude, you're right. But um, yeah. I've been a hard time taking you serious. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty much me. I, I'd say things that had common sense, and they're like, just shut up. I don't need to be hearing that from a 10-year-old. <laughs> 10 and a half. 10 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm turning 11 next month. <laughs> Mom, make me a sandwich. <laughs> hey, oh. Grandma, how about, how about another uh, grape soda? You're not getting your pudding, Grandma. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... You join this is your this your first uh, time with fuel? Oh no, I've been here since about 2018, 2019. Okay, so cool. And uh, how's your season going so far? It's been going really, actually, really good. It's been past few years have been a, a huge downer for me. I I got I had vertigo, so I was like, you know, it, staring at a screen for more than ten minutes. It just I couldn't race, so that was a big down for me. I kind of like I was like up here and I tanked down and. And I kind of came into the season with my head high. I've been doing a lot better. So, yeah, it's it's been really good. Got two top fives, three top tens, and five races. That's more than I got last year in the whole entire season. So, considering all all those, I mean, considering that good. we're having, I think this week was the lowest turnout with like 35, 36 drivers, or I think that's oh, yeah. probably where we had. So, I mean, you know, finishing a top 10 is just an accomplishment in itself in that league. Uh, you know, I, I'm still flabbergasted every week when I come in and there's, you know, you know, almost 40 drivers a week. And I, you know, I commend the admin staffs uh, to be able to, you know, keep up with that many people engaged. And I know we're only just a few races in, but, you know, usually you get, you have a lot of drop off after the first two to three weeks because, you know, they normally pack the exciting races up front. And uh, I mean, hell, even with the, uh, the road course you guys did at Sebring, you still had 40 cars there. And that's where most people usually just drop off, especially on a track that uh, nobody ever runs at, especially with the Xfinity car, at least. Oh, yeah. So the past few seasons, it's always it's always been free to race. But since we added the $15 entry fee, it's the consistency for the season is going to stay high. It's not going to drop down to below 20 like it has in, in previous seasons. So like adding that extra fee is just, you know, you pay 15 bucks, you might as well make it every single race. And I, even in Sebring, I was, I went to the race. I was like, oh, there's no way we're going to get more than 
35 like we lucky to even get like 35 drivers yeah so like we went in there i was like guys we got 40 cars and then discord and they're like no we don't i was like yeah we do <laughs> it's like it's impressive that is really impressive I so mean, um go ahead adam no i was gonna say yeah i mean we well, I've seen it in every other series I've ever raced. Uh, that's the the weeks that nobody ever shows up is the road course re, uh, weeks. So, uh, Hayden, with with fuel, you have um, from from what I understand, from what the drivers tell me, is you have almost like three classes of drivers running in that series. You have the guys who are really really fast, the guys are pretty good, and then you have a class in the back who just kind of just riding around the back do you feel like that do you feel you see that when you're out there racing absolutely you always i've you've always had that select few people you've always had the people around mid-pack the guys who run like up front who've always dominated every single race and you always got the people who are just like not like there's there to have fun they're just running around i'm not gonna say like anything hurtful because everyone's there to compete so you never know what can happen uh, someone from like back could be up front, or someone in the mid-pack can be at the back, and someone at the f- front you normally see, could they, they could be at the back. It it's, depends on all tracks and the, all the driving styles that you have. And personally, myself, I used to be a mid-pack driver, but I, I see myself trying to move up more into the like the faster guys who are up front every single week, and uh, I hope to stay there. Uh, what are you laughing there, uh, Adam? Uh, so we're talking about <laughs> the, the, the three classes. And Blake goes, CCR has a driver in each of those tiers. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I, I, I could probably, I could probably name them. Um, but no, I, I think, I think one thing that people don't realize a lot of times with those tiers is, you know, it's, it's not necessarily like hard cutoffs. It's like kind of a gradient. Um, but I also like when I, when I go to a fuel race, I typically know the guys that I'm going to be racing against and I know the guys that are going to be laughing at me. Um, Hayden's one of those guys that's going to be laughing at me and I'm okay with that. Um, and, uh, and then Josh just said that I'm in for those, uh, depending on the uh, week. Um, Josh Laston is an asshole. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's always about racing the guys you're with to do as good against, do, do as well with the guys you're racing against as you can. And maybe on a single week, you move up a tier. Maybe over time, you kind of permanently stay there. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, you get used to and, and comfortable with the guys you're racing around that's kind of in your class or your, your tier, so to speak. And then, you know, sometimes you get behind or in front of them and, you know, you're thinking like, why am I here? Uh, you know, like I, I felt that way in, you know, AOL on Sunday when I was at, in Michigan, I was sitting up front and, and sitting and running third and fourth all night long. And I'm like, why am I here? Uh, I'm not usually in this spot. And, uh, you know, but it was good. I mean, I, you know, but it's also sometimes nervous. Like, I don't want to fuck up. I'm, I'm sitting up here. I, I don't want to be that guy. I, I need to be back around seventh, eighth where I'm you know, normally running. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, but in fuel, it looks like, you know, like you said, everybody can run front. They can run mid-pack, depending on the track. Uh, nobody's, you know, it is solid in that third tier. Yet. I think it's like how uh, how uh, Josh said, Carlson, kind of every tier, depending on which one, it, which track it is. And I think that's kind of how fuel is. I don't think nobody's solidly in the third tier. I think it's a, you know, a mix of who's stronger at that track that week. Uh, it kind of puts you either pushes you forward or pushes you backwards in that kind of that race that night. 
Well, and, 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 and I, I mean, like, what I like about Fuel, and I don't want to say anything bad about the other leagues I race in because I love them, but the guys that are running in the back in Fuel, they're not the type of people to uh, typically do self-spins or drive into the side of someone or bounce off the wall and hit someone. They're just slower. Like, it's, it's not like... They're still solid racers. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you, you usually. I mean, I, I can't remember if it was the uh, if it was last week or the week before last that like everyone, even like to the back on, on practice, was with within like a few tenths. I mean, in a lot of leagues, you don't see that. You usually have a sharp divide, and that's one reason why I've really enjoyed racing fuel so far. Yeah, so uh, I would be in the Hayden. same boat as uh, Carl was. I I would love to race this one if I wasn't broadcasting it. I should. I actually should join it. Should have something to do on on Monday nights. Have something to do, but I'm afraid I might wreck everybody. So, <laughs> but I'll. Uh, uh, Hayden, um, so you've been racing this league, and you said you've had improvements this season. Uh, what can you contribute that to? Like, uh, like what's made me better this season? Yeah, yeah. What's What's difference between this season and last season? Well, I got my. My head's straight, kind of. I'm not going into I mean, the week just. Yeah, like, you got the, yeah, like you got that. But I mean, was there anything else besides just having your head? You know, I I I suffer from vertigo too. It, I know it's no party. Trust me. So uh, that's pretty much it. It's just getting back in the game. Well, it's just my my mindset was all over the place. Is is what I meant. Is I was going in with a bad mindset. No, I'm not going to be up front. I'm going to run mid pack all race. I'm going in every single race now and be like, I'm going to go up front and contend for wins now. Like, and it was just the part of it that I didn't know how to save tires either. So I was terrible on long runs. And that's what you really need to be fast here is you really need to be good in long runs because it's shown throughout the races that we can have long 50 lap green flag runs.
But yes. Captain, we've got a problem. We're, we're back. Captain, we're back. Baby, get back. I don't know if we lost the stream or not, but uh, it was uh, acting uh, funky on mine. It kind of grayed out. So It went on mine, too. I have it on my left monitor here. By the way, uh, Daytona is in a rain delay. No, yeah, it's going to be a rain delay for a while because uh, I just got a lightning uh, detected in your area. Please stay sheltered for 30 minutes. So I think Daytona is not going back to racing anytime soon. Oh, I would say that's a bummer, but at the same time, I was really looking forward to watching it. And uh, sometimes a uh, podcast gets a way of uh, watching some racing. And then like Wednesday nights, uh, you know, when we were doing Sportsman for a while, we weren't, I wasn't able to watch the iRacing uh, NASCARs getting out there. So you kind of miss them, I think. So maybe we'll be able to actually get to watch it later after the podcast is over with that they or are able to run it tonight. Yeah, hopefully. Doubt it. I think we're going to end up seeing them about 11 o'clock tomorrow morning because it's been raining here all day long. It's been, I drove down to New Smyrna, which is roughly 30 miles down the road here, and I hit a storm down there that was like unbelievable. I mean, that, you, we could have Juan Pablo Montoya get out there and run into the back of a jet dryer if we need to, some nostalgia reasons. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, Anybody else want to talk to Hayden and ask him any other questions that I haven't asked? Well, I, I, I stepped away for a second because I need another beer. Um, but really? Hayden, Hayden, I'm curious. Uh, this may have been asked, but uh, what kind of setup are you running? Like my, my setup, like my racing rig. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah you're, you're, you're racing rig. Are you, are you, you running in VR? Are you running multi monitors? What single got? monitor. I got I got VR, but I don't use it for iRacing that much anymore. I've, I've used it for a few races. It just made me feel sick. But so I got I got three 27 inch monitors like on sale, and I got a G29 wheel that I'm hoping to upgrade to Fanatec sometime in the near months because I I just can't stand I can't stand well, well, a 20, G29 out, more. Well, look out right now. Uh, there's going to be fire sales like crazy. Everybody's uh, banning ship of their uh, CSL. Elites and uh, CSL 2.5s when they get this because uh, the new DDs are coming in. Uh, so a lot of people are selling them. Uh, so they're already flooding the market from what I'm seeing on Facebook. Oh, yeah. As long as they're cheap enough. Yeah, I don't spend a bunch of money when I can buy the DD. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So um, you got, uh, so you're using a G25, you said a G29. 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 Yeah, it's a good wheel. It's not a bad drop. Bad wheel. A lot of people won lots of races with that setup. Oh, uh, I keep missing my G27 more, though. That, was, uh, that wheel is isn't that what Timmy great. Timmy Hill races with? Yeah. yeah. Timmy Hill's out there. I mean, he's up there on that wheel just like... <laughs> just. I mean, he's bearing down on that thing. But I was like... They were like, hey, we'll donate you a whole entire rig and everything. I think when they were doing the iRacing stuff and, you know, everybody's talking mad about him. But he's out there whooping their asses every week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he refused. He's like, nope, I'm keeping this bad boy. It's like mounted to a table on his laptop. Just going to town. So let me ask you something. About this out, kind of outside of the racing thing. So you just graduated from high school. Now, last year, you got everybody was locked down. How did you guys, were you guys doing virtual uh, graduation? What did you do? Like, how were you getting classes done up there? Uh, it, we started off when it, for a COVID first hit. We um, 
we just went on like online, but we didn't do like the the Zoom calls like everyone else did. We just like did like oh teacher assigned homework. So we went and did that, and then but no one really did it because we we found out really quick quickly that uh, our marks couldn't go down. So like oh, just might as well just not do it. And so I went back in September. We actually went back to in school learning, but then we went on a break again. So we went we went to Zoom calls then, and then we went back again. And we back and went back on Zoom calls again for the rest of the season. And then graduation, they finally allowed us to have a little bit of a ceremony at least. You drove up, you got on stage, you grabbed your certificate, and you got off and you went home. You drove up this they did outside. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty wild. I wondered how you guys handled that compared to how we did down here in the States. It, it wasn't that much different, but I mean. Well, I know a lot of people like here in Florida, they, uh, they, they actually did it in a, you know, a, a arena, you know, like they normally would. It wasn't really any different. Yeah. My, my so. broke ass high school here in North Carolina or up in North Carolina where I'm at, they, they always go outside on the football field. So I, I saw pictures of my sister out there doing it. So I know that's how they kind of did it for her. Yeah, it, it kind of take it away, took away a lot from the high school experience because I also didn't get prom, so that kind of uh, sucked. That sucks. I was like, we just do it outside. Oh, wow. Yeah, man, that I mean, sucks. That, no prom, no nookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it, it sucks though, in in, in so uh, roundabout way, because I mean, you've been gearing up uh, for three years to be your senior year. You're the top dog in school. And you don't get to do anything with it. Like you don't get that special moment or feeling throughout it, however small that might have been. But you don't get it because, uh, like, my daughter just finished up eighth grade, and she's like, "It kind of sucked. Like, I I wouldn't be the big person on the campus, but now I'm back to the lowest person on the campus. You know, uh -huh. you got to start all over." Oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, Hayden, uh, this week you guys are racing. Where Where are you guys racing at? Darlington. I, Dar that's right. Okay, so you guys are doing Darlington. So we always ask uh, our guests to tell us who do you think is going to be the person to win this week? Well, I can, all I can say is this. It's not going to be me. Uh, I, I'll be first to alt F4 out of the race. I'll say that. Uh, but I'm going to be on a serious note. Uh, Cameron, I'd, I'd say probably Car uh, Cameron, Allen, or any of those um, VRA guys. They seem to have it all figured out, these types of tracks, and they got to per persevere a track like Darlington, and it's going to be such a long race as well. So, it's all—it's going to be an endurance race for sure. And hopefully, I can—I can at least finish the race. That'll be a win for me. Um, but I, in my past history, I've never ever finished a race at Darlington. Really? <laughs> never. What's so tough about it? I mean, I—I I always sit there and I smack the wall down. I, I never wreck. I just hit the wall, and then I. I I have my Alta four key ready for when I ever hit the third time. I got, I got, I got myself three strikes. If I hit three times, I'm done. Yeah. I, I always overdrive uh, three and four as the, the runs get on. And that's kind of where my thing is. I'm normally able to manipulate one and two good enough where I, I keep myself away from that wall coming out of turn two. Cause that's kind of where everybody kind of gets beat up. There's coming out of turn two, uh, three and four gets me. I always hit the center of it. Uh, I try yeah. to get, I, I don't, I'm not, patient enough to stay off the throttle because i feel like i'm gonna get beat off the corner or whatever because i'm off the throttle way too long and i'm like i'm gonna get on it and i was like damn that was a dumb mistake why do i keep doing this lap after lap 
Yeah, I mean, uh, me and Tyler Hensley and Casey Shue did some testing the other day. Um, this, this race at Darlington is going to be a lot more different than the past ones because the track and the setup are slick. It, it's slight, like I went a turn one, like the first lap, and I barely touched the gas. I was off fully, and I just slid right up into the wall. So it, it took me about 30 minutes to get one clean lap and without hitting the wall or, or sliding out of control. Hmm. I wow. So to get over a hundred laps in of that, it, it's not going to happen with me. <laughs> I got you. Well, Hey man, good luck to you next week. And, uh, we'll hope to see you up in the booth there at the end in the final three. All right. Thanks guys. Appreciate you guys for having me and, uh, have a, have a good night. Yeah. Thanks for coming home. Thank you. All righty. Well, we've covered two sections so far. We've gotten, uh, IBRL and fuel and up next. We're going to jump into the TNT season or a series. So we've got three of them to go to. Uh, it's dealer's choice. Who, Which series we're going to go to first? Our guest races in all three. So uh, we can choose which one we want to go through. Uh, let's go ahead and go into... Um, let's go sportsman first. Sportsman. All right. Well, let's pull in our guest tonight. We have the pasta man. As much as we see this guy in the top three of the week, you need to go ahead and grade me like an intro for him. What's up, guys? You got a copy? Yeah, I got a copy, man. How's it going? one nine. You got a copy. You got a bear. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing tonight? We're good. We're good. We're good. We're getting echo and feedback from you. I think you're listening. I got gotcha. you. You got to turn. You got that, whatever your phone on or whatever. And you can. That's the backlash thing. Yes, so sir. Turn that off. Turn right? it down. Yep. Yep. That's uh. We don't have that seven second delay to dump you, so you have to do that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh no, no problem. Hey, all. I, I I used to get all the time people call. Hi. Uh, Rad, yeah. Uh, hi, this is James from uh, uh, Jameson, South Carolina. Um, uh, I just want to say LeBron James is probably gonna be the, the best player ever over uh, Michael Jordan. And you'd hear him go, hey, Rad, 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 Rad. Hey, it's my, 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 you know, and the echo thing. So it's not as bad, but that's that's what we're talking about. I I have to go off topic for just a second. You said LeBron James, and I completely forgot about this. Have I ever told you guys the story about the time that the homeless guy walked up to me at the gas station? No. No. I don't, I don't yeah. know how this a homeless guy and LeBron James goes together, but I can't wait to find out. You better hear it. So I, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm probably, this is, I was in college, so I was probably like you know, 21, 22, something like that. And pull up to a gas station near near campus. So it's downtown and all of that. And um, I'm there pumping gas. And I'm, uh, I walk inside, grab myself a monster, and come back out. And I see a guy who very clearly homeless walking up towards me. And I, I'm already, like, going through the excuses. Like, I, man, I, I money on me. Like, you know, I, I know I cannot go over to the McDonald's and buy you a debit card. I mean, for whatever reason, like. Legitimately, like I couldn't. And he says, Hey, man, I don't know if you heard, but I just heard on the radio that they caught LeBron and D Wade making out on the beat. 
And then he walked <laughs> off. <laughs> Another word. And at that point, I was like, if you had followed it up with a pitch, like, hey, man, can I get some money? I'm like, you have all of it, man. You have all of it. Like, it's <laughs> so off guard. It's like, what? Yeah, it's like, I don't know why you just told me that. For the information, but here you go. Uh, and I'll piggyback off that story. And it, it, it's, I thought it was going to be a panhandler trying to ask me for some money. And uh, he, I went and ate at uh, the wonderful Waffle House one morning with my father-in-law when I was back in uh, North Carolina. And then later that day, I went to Walmart with my kid. And this dude goes, hey, man, I saw you at Waffle House this morning. Saw your hat, man. What's going on? I got a quick question for you. And he's standing like in between the double doors of going in and out. I'm just like, oh, crap, man. He's about to panhandle me. And he's like, no, man. So I'm sitting there. I came into town. I'm not new or I'm new here. I don't know anything about it. I've parked my tractor trailer in the thing. And they were like, hey, no, you got to move it across the street. And I was like, I was like, all right, cool. Um, what's going on? He's like, well, whose fault is it, man? They, to they towed my tra tractor trailer because of I parked over there. Apparently, that's not their property. It just kept going on and on. I was like, man, how in the world did I get trapped into this? I, but it was because of my hat. <laughs> but I, I seriously thought he was about to start panhandling me and uh, start going to it. But it just went to this weird, oddball conversation. And I was just like, all right, well, hopefully you figure this out, man. Have a great day. <laughs> that, that I actually had a homeless guy come in the, in the shop today that... uh yeah, I figured he's going to open up his guitar case and he's going to have this piece of crap guitar. He opens up his case, he had like a $2,500 guitar in the case. He goes, yeah, I'm just trying to make some money busking on the side of the road out here. With a $2,500 guitar. Why don't you just sell that bitch and, and you know, do something. Yeah, he needed the money, clearly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I offered him money for it, but he's, no, man, I'm trying to make money off of this busking. You know, it's easy. Okay. So... So uh, back to uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Now that we talked about homeless people, because I've I've got a lot of homeless stories. Because I'm in you know in Dirtona, we got lots of homeless people here. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So uh, you've been on Convertair actually as as of late. I mean, for for most part. Would you was direct or... to me or Carl? I don't know. No. You... <laughs> No, no, no. We're talking to you, Blake Zidi, the pasta man. You've been kind of on a tear in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, we're talking sportsman, but you actually have had pretty good finishes in that as well. Yeah, I'm well, just trying to get better each and every week that you get out there on the track. Um, you know, try to learn from the better guys that are around you, um, especially guys, you know, racing on my team, uh, pretty much everybody in there has got something on me. So you can learn from each and one of those guys. And then, um, there's nothing like, you know, race situations. So, you know, I'm not trying, I don't think I'm going to go in there and win a sportsman, uh, the first season I'm in it, but if I could climb up the ladder each week, then that's progress to me. So I appreciate hey, that. Hey, I, I will say this. Race? Well, Hey, hey, hey Nick want to race. We'll leave it at that. And I have, I have to say, I mean, your teammate, Sean Carmody, won a race. And honestly, I mean, racing against both of you guys, I felt like you guys were pretty equal. Um, I mean, I think Sean maybe has a slight edge over you, but I wouldn't count yourself out yet, man. Mm -mm. Yeah, I mean, not to count myself out. You just got to know where you're at, you know, and you don't want to uh... – you, you get humbled every time you're out there, especially running these other 
you know, races or these other leagues that we, we do, you know, you get humbled real quick when you think that you're on a tear and then you could be put down pretty, pretty fast with these other guys, you know? Um, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I could see the, the gains every week. And if I could just build off of that, um, I have, it looks, seems like I have a pretty decent foundation underneath me to, uh, to get to that top step eventually. Yeah, you've, uh, I mean, every time I've raced around you, I, I, you know, I automatically know I'm in for some major competition a race around you because you've come so far. I mean, um, I wish I had uh, got as much talent as you've actually got right now. I mean, you've really come a long ways. And so, and you've adapted pretty quickly because, I mean, uh, you go back and look, one of your first races that when you got moved up into the Cup Series was a plate track. Uh, and uh i mean you were all over the place to start with during the practice and a little bit during the beginning of the race and you know it's like okay am, am i going to be around this guy during during cup because uh, you know it's kind of like my first intro to you because I, I think i missed some of the sportsman's races that you were in before you guys got promoted up i'm like am i going to be around this guy or not i mean he's tearing the field up in uh tnt but how is he translating it over and you know it looked like it took you just a little bit of wiggle room to figure out exactly how to manipulate these cup cars but i mean uh you and you you and both sean i mean you guys came through and uh, now you guys are tearing it up and now you're forced to be reckoned with on uh on sunday nights as well well yeah that's the goal uh, that's what i was saying i mean it, even having sean to be my one of my closest friends having him have that kind of competition and we're so close to each other it's uh definitely drives me to do as best you know the the best i can every time i'm on the track and even if going slower means faster at the end of the race that you know that's more or less is what i'm learning um is that you know you could drive a car fast for one lap but that doesn't mean anything you could do that one time and sure you get a nice lap but at the end of the race, when you have to do 40 of those, that's not the line you're going to take. That's not the race you're going to run. You need to know that before going into it. And that's really hard to, to grab or grasp quickly. Um, it's really going to take experience to get there. Hey, hey, stop stop giving away the secret. I uh, that's, how, that's how I won Atlanta in TNT. So don't be telling everybody to slow down to be faster later. Yeah, I mean, look at Brandon. I mean, the guy is... You know, the first thing that Brandon actually said to us is that, you know, he we elevated his game because he didn't want to be the slower guy on the team. You know, he's like, I got to step it up if these guys are here. So he automatically like you could see a transition when we came in. It elevated our whole team to another level because Brandon started pushing himself and man, hats off to him. I'm like really happy for him. He's been putting it together each and every week, which is it's hard I, you know, Carl knows, Josh knows, like we, all you guys know, it's hard to go there every week and run all different types of tracks, all different kind of terrain and be able to drive the car fast. So you, you're in Endeavor. All right. So you've got Blake, you have Sean, uh, you have, uh, Brandon, you, the other Blake, uh, the other Blake. Yeah. And the, uh, John. you have, uh, John. So, how do you, Joshua Mays too? Don't forget about that oh, guy. Joshua, I forgot Joshua, Joshua Mays. Yeah, I always forget about him. Crispy creams, crispy creams. Yeah, so, I always forget about him. So Blake just threw it out there. He says Brandon has uh, a rare shot this week. 
if he wins on Sunday, he could have a triple crown. He could win all three series in one week. That's you know true. That, he could. Nobody's that is a done damn, that before. That is a damn good point. And I don't. I don't want to take anything away from Brandon. Uh, I got I him. He's not doing not it. Gonna, what, what, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't normally consider him a contender, but we're at Daytona. That he's got a legit shot. Um, but back to Joshua Mays, real quick. I don't like. I, I don't know if Joshua watches uh, podcasts. Like I, I know he has commented a ton, but um, I, I real, real, real fact here. Something that I had told my team before, but I haven't really uh, openly said it. But back when CCR was only a two-person team, me and Chris Oliver. Um, I had considered inviting Joshua Mays to be uh, the first third CCR team member, and because I, I the dude is awesome to race with, and I think he gets overlooked a lot. Um, and then Endeavor beat me to it, so um, I, uh, uh, I I wish I wish he raced more. I, I love racing with the guy. Yeah, I, th- I think he gets out there, and uh, he just doesn't have the time to put it in there. And you know, yeah. when, when you don't have the time to put it in there, it kind of shows on the track somewhat. Uh, the racecraft is awesome. It's just, you know, you're just not the fastest guy out there on the track that night. Yep. Right. And uh, so with you guys, uh, six guys on your team, when you guys are in chat in your Discord stuff, who's the ringleader? Is there anybody that you guys all kind of lean on uh, to kind of give you a better grasp of each track? You know, or is it just everybody kind of in cohesive uh, telling each other how they're getting around the track. Well, obviously, when Blake's there and he's running with us, uh, you know, he's one of the first guys we'd go to. We ask him questions, but depending on what league or uh, what night, what series you're running that night, the TNT, you know, I'm, I lean on Brandon a bit. Um, you know, but not to say we're we all help each other out. Like, if there's any kind of information that I have that has helped me with my lap staying in the green then I give it out to the team. And if they take it and it helps them, then um, then it's a plus. But it's not like we're holding anything back. Um, maybe a little bit <laughs> at times we are a little guarded in the TNT because me, Sean, and Brandon are all going for like, you know, the, those top steps, like five, you know, top five there. So I would say that we, we share as much as we can without giving away the whole pie. Oh, I like the way the reference of the pie. Yeah, you know, we got all the food schemes going, so pie <laughs> seems uh, relative to the <laughs> to the nights. <laughs> all right, guys, anybody? So um, this past week, what do you think about the race at Gateway? Gateway Sportsman. Yes, that's where kind of we're still in that little transition <sighs> segment before we move over to the next one. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm not going to have much to take on it. I was uh, not there that night. I was on uh, late night at work that day, and I didn't make it. But um, uh, I'm I'm got to watch back the broadcast to see what happened. I know my uh, my guy Brandon got the win, which is great. And uh, the whole team, I think, did pretty well that night is what I got. There was a little bit of drama also, but uh, <laughs> for the team, it worked out, I see. What was the drama that you heard? I don't know. I think there was some sort of uh, spin out onto the pit road, spin off of the pit road, somehow getting to the top three. I, so, I don't so know what, happened, what happened was we were finally coming down to our first and only green flag pit stop that we we're going to get to. And Sean spun going in the pit road and threw out a caution. 
but it was a self-spin and underneath the rules rules state that he does not have to be penalized because it's a self-spin like there's no eoll for that so he spun but was able to gather it up and keep going he went in uh went in came out of pit road third a lot of people had to do wave rounds because a lot of people have already pitted so that was like the controversy or like the like aggravation point of the night and uh, i know joe was upset as he just tossed it he just went out there he's like i had a five plus second lead and he was just driving away from the field and uh he got caught on pit road and wasn't able to do service uh services vehicle for it and then uh once he was able to pit and do that he started back in like 20th almost so like you know it was just kind of aggravating and upset but there, i mean there's really nothing you can do he couldn't get couldn't be penalized because there's nothing in the book for it uh there's no rule book saying hey you self-spin you're you know and you you're able to kind of profit. It's kind of like, you know, the Dell Jr. Uh, wreck that he purposely so did for himself. Like, and yeah, then he was, was like, like, oh, hey, look, I wrecked it. Oh, look, I, I didn't damage my car, kept going. But I mean, I know Sean did do that on purpose or anything like that. It was just a freak accident. But right. he, he benefited from it, so to speak, and uh, was able to get get a spot and back up in third and kind of stayed up there for the rest of the night. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could look at it that way. And then you could also say that he had enough skill to gather it back up. You well, know, no, I'm he not. I'm not blaming him yeah. or saying anything Just bad. Saying, yeah, devil's advocate. You oh, could yeah. been you could be looking at it the other way and say he could have crashed his car and been out of the race. You know, it was just just worked out in his favor, I oh, guess. Yeah. It was it just seems. it was the only time I raced into a caution when they shouldn't have. <laughs> right, week. right. Uh, uh, he did say, uh he did mention to me that he thinks that some sort of penalty in that case of a matter uh should have been a throne. But you know, it would be something that the league would have to put into oh. their rules yeah and sean i mean sean did the right thing he checked up on the radio and said am i being penalized because i don't know why i'm up here like i shouldn't be here like yeah. he he spoke up he did the right thing i'm not uh you know i'm not giving my saying what he did was bad or good because there's nothing you know nothing in the rule book that said it it's just a freak accident he spun was able to gather it back up and before he gathered it though the the caution came out and he got the benefit due to a new a rule not being there in place and he owned right. up to it and he's like hey it was my fault it was a self-spin but do you want to penalize me or not right which i guess is the the best thing in his situation he could have done was at least own up to it. and if the admins didn't serve a penalty right there and then then he uh he's the one that you know benefited from the whole situation which is yeah, it's good for us, <laughs> yeah. but I think that the team, uh, or not the team, but the at least the league should maybe look at that situation. Oh yeah, and then that's all those one of those little one-off scenarios that will probably never, ever, ever happen again. That you only time you ever write a rule for it is when something like that happens. You know, so right? It's just, uh, it's just one of those things. Uh, Teaches us, yeah. It's just frustrating, kind of in the moment, but I, I mean, you know, he did the right thing, and by saying, "Hey, I messed up." What are you? What am I supposed to do? Like you're gonna penalize me because I'm cool if you do. So, but uh, yeah, we'll digress off of that one, and uh, we'll move into TNT series. We kind of like. Wait, that we gotta get his. We gotta get his pick on who he thinks is gonna win Sportsman's Week. Oh, we gotta do that. We'll go. We'll go around the horn with this. We'll we'll go around all four, three of us, four, whatever, how many there are. Because even though Blake didn't have a picture of himself, he's got a motorcycle guy. <laughs> room. Who's going first here? Right, uh, we'll go with Adam. I gotta look and see what the schedule is. I forgot what's next week. Oh, Nashville's no, that's way back, way back then. Uh, we're going to Chicago Land. Ooh, Chicago Land's gonna be a 
you know, it's going to be one of those, those wonderful intermediates, uh, bigger tracks. Uh, it's going to be a good, good one. Uh, ah, man, who would be a good pick? Cause there's a lot of people who've not coming back. So that I would, I would probably most likely pick. So let me, let me look right quick. I, you say people aren't coming back. Who who are we losing? <laughs> uh, Jaskowski, you you threw that out there. I'm just um. So uh, the top, the top two heavy hitters uh, in the league on Wednesday nights are not coming back. Justin Who's Anderson, that? Justin Anderson, and Blake Gordon. No, Blake so, came so, back. I thought no, Blake's on back on Sunday nights. Blake's just Blake. oh, okay. 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 So we lost those two top guys. So man, it's up for grabs and definitely. Yeah, I, I'm trying trying to think. Uh, I'm gonna go with the other Justin, the Justin T. Rodden, my my uh, my new teammate. He he's been strong on these tracks, and uh, I think he's itching for a win. And uh, he's he showed speed. Uh, you know, I, I would have to either choose him or Greg. Uh, those two are kind of been battling like crazy. I think Greg's become the uh, natural favorite on Wednesday nights as well that's kind of come out and win every week Carl, not so fast so i am i'm go, i'm looking at last year's results at chicagoland and obviously we've had a lot of lead like changes since then a lot of new guys a lot track of guys differences left, that sort of thing. but but i look at a guy who Normally is you know is a top ten car, but he finished fourth last year at Chicago Land and won last week. I'm picking Brandon Bernhardt. Hmm. Brandon Bernhardt. Gee, we've never seen him win before. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna go with um. Uh, Dan Shirley. Uh, I can't remember what. He, he, I can't remember what. He finished night. third last year. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So, I don't know uh, if he's going to be what night he says. I think Wednesday nights he says are going to be available or Sundays. Uh, he, yeah, I can't remember hard. which. I, I I thought it was he'd been running some sun or some Wednesdays. Yeah, I haven't so, seen him. I was going to ask that question. Okay, yeah, so, so if work he's, life has kind of gotten his way, and he's been traveling, doing a lot of things from work, from what I've been told. All right, so then if he is not going to run, I'm going to go with, uh, let's see. I'm going to go with Sean Carmody. So I think he might, this might be his race. I'm sorry, Blake, I, I would say you, but I think Sean's just had a little bit more better karma than you have. Yeah, Sean is definitely a good pick. He's way more consistent. Um, but with the information that Carl just fed us, uh, I would say I'm going to have to back him up on that with Brandon just because he's on a hot streak. Uh, you know, his confidence is high. And when your confidence is high, you know, even though it's a sim, I, I, you just drive better. True. Very true. So uh, we've all got our picks for sportsmen. Let's go ahead and transition into uh... – Let's wait. We'll we'll leave Cup for uh we'll we'll do Cup now. And we'll leave TNT for last. How about that? Because TNT, 
actually was a pretty good race last night. Um, so we'll leave that for last. Plus, we want we want uh, is is our buddy Josh out there still watching? I haven't seen him comment a little bit. Yeah, I think he's struggling tonight. So yeah, I know. So we wish him well. Hopefully, he feels better. So. But we'll go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and just, we'll leave TNT for last. How about that? Sounds good. So let's go so. and uh, we went to what Michigan. No, not not you, Josh Hanner. The yeah, the, the other Josh. <laughs> so Josh, True. Yeah, Josh Hanner just uh just uh, commented out there on the the YouTube land. Oh, I'm right here. He he's the, someone. Someone watches on YouTube. Yeah, That's a he said, "Oh, never mind." The real Josh. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, CCR's got two Joshes and two Chris's. Is that that's true? Yeah. Yep. Really? Chris Pacini, yep. Chris Oliver, Josh Hanner, Josh Laston. You know, it's funny. I don't know about you guys, but we had in our band, we actually had uh, two guys by the same night. Uh, we had two Toms in the band. So we end up having, since, you know, you're sitting on stage, you go, hey, Tom, you need to do this or whatever. And both of them go, what? So we had to name one just by their first name or their first letter. So one became T and the other one became Tom. So you guys have anything like that since you have? Well, so I, I, I we don't. I mean, well, so we, we, we call by last names for the people who came second. So you've got uh, you get Chris, who's Chris Oliver. You've got uh, Josh, who is Josh Laston. Then you have Pacini and Hanner. Um, but keeping on the theme of twos, you also have two assholes, and that's <laughs> me and Nick. I thought there's only one asshole, Nick. Uh, you know, I'm 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 a closet asshole. No, you've always been good with me, so I have no problem with you. So uh, I can't say anything bad about you. Plus, you're from one of my favorite towns, so, you know. Columbia, South Carolina. So I've got no problem with you. Woo. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah. So I, I also just, I also just realized that J- Justin Anderson also posts on Facebook. I really should keep restream pulled up. <laughs> Justin Anderson's everywhere. Yeah, ju- Justin decided he wanted to jump over to YouTube and start commenting over there now. <laughs> God, that's pretty bad. Let's all join on YouTube. It actually, just... you know, you should. We actually. And we like people getting on YouTube because if you get on YouTube, we actually uh, can grow followers. And if you're on YouTube, please uh, make sure you do hit hit that subscribe button to the Ghostfire Media uh, podcast. So uh, we get those. Hit the like button also. You got to hit that. Maybe hit the bell notification so you know it next time that we are live. And while you're there, please stop by the Randy's Attic page and give me a like and a subscribe. Jim's so, well, plug. We we got Hannah out there saying, but there's only one hot Carl. Absolutely, <laughs> there's only one hot Carl. I mean, Carl's probably. I mean, he's the second best looking guy racing right now. I mean, second best. Yeah, yeah. Now start thinking about who's the first I, I best. Okay, I, I I don't think about that. Sorry, I, that's not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> 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 I always love when people start thinking, who's the best? But, uh, all right. So <laughs> Blake said Nick Adams. 
But uh, so 100. We we're uh, talking about <laughs> Michigan on Sunday night. Where uh, we had a heck of a race there. We we had a lot of green flag laps, uh, a lot of good tight battles off and on. I mean that track is wonderful to race in my opinion. There's uh, so many different groups that you can kind of adapt to and overcome that track uh, when the car is loose, when the car is tight, uh, when it's pushing up the corner, like you're able to back off the corner, you're able to run high, you're able to run low. Uh, so I, I really loved the track uh, last week. Uh, what was your take up there in the booth there, Carl? I knew you were about to ask me that. And honestly, <laughs> um, I, have, I have to pull up some notes because... I don't remember the races. I called so many races that I don't know. Um, I remember there was racing and there was uh, some uh, some great, decent green flag racing. I think the uh, um, the setup led some good racing. So um, I am trying to pull up my notes here. Hey, I'll just tell you this while you're looking at your notes. Uh... I don't know how many laps I ran. I didn't run a whole lot. And, and Johnny actually reached out to me. He goes, hey, man, why did you drop out of the race? And I, it's the same thing in the channel. You know, when I was with uh, Derek, and Derek's like, where are you going? I go, Walking Dead's on. I got to go watch the <laughs> Walking Dead. <laughs> Season premiere was on. <laughs> yeah, so uh, like Justin Anderson just wrote, the setup was great. So uh, it was a little bit looser than the default setup. At the beginning, I mean, you you had to flirt with the throttle a little bit whenever you're in traffic and getting those long uh, drafting runs in the corners, but it made for the car not tightening up as much uh, and pushing through the corners there like uh, the normal default set was. So, you know, it made for a lot nicer run later on in the stretch. Uh, a lot of people saved their tires. Uh, There's a lot of different pitch strategies that happened that night. Uh, people were coming in trying to work as a team. Uh, so whenever you came out, you would be able to draft together. Uh, I think when we first started off, uh, you know, the, uh, SHR guys, we were up front for the first four to five spots, maybe six. And then, uh, Hannah and Chris Bassini started coming through the field and we got a few cautions that came out, bunched the field back up. And then, uh, then we just went, I think we went green the whole entire way after that. Uh, we had two green flag pit stops. And I know I slid through the box on both of them because I don't think I've done a, like a complete 100% fuel run all the way through and tested the, the pit limits. Uh, the second time I went through, I was hoping to stop in time and I was not able to. And these guys are having a hell of a fucking time there on Facebook right now. What is going on? I, I gotta I guess I gotta watch. Uh, Carl, did you have some notes? I I got distracted by Facebook. I can't help myself. I have to um, <laughs> yeah, they they're they're there, going at it. There, there, there was some conversation. Um uh John Gordon had wife stuff, so he joined late. Um we'll leave it at that. Um and, and Blake replied um at a poor time. So yep. all there is to it. Yeah. But, uh, I, don't know, I can't even find, oh, there we go. All right, here we go. Let's see what these guys are. Oh, no, oh my God. no. Dancing women. So, uh, yeah. So, so the cup race, the cup. Race. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking Greg Wellen just 
dominated again. Like it, it once again, it, 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 I feel like we've kind of in the cup series gone through phases where it felt like for a little while, nobody could beat Justin Anderson and nobody could beat Blake Gordon. Then for a little while, nobody could beat Josh Hanner. And now all of a sudden, Greg Wellen, it's like, he feels like he is untouchable at this point. What are these guys going to have to do to beat Greg Wellen? Take him out. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm in his team chat now, so, you know, it's it's good to be able to see what everybody's doing here and what everybody's doing because, I mean, I joined a team where everybody's running up, you know, has the ability to run up front any given week. And to listen in to Justin, listen to Greg, to Joe, Kevin Pearson did really great last week. He just came back. Uh, Steve's in there. In there. Uh, so, you know, I'm listening to all the feedback they're giving me, and I'm giving them my feedback, and, you know, we're going through it and just trying to figure out which lanes are the lanes to run. And Greg actually kind of did his own thing whenever it came to pit stops. He he ran the fuel all the way out. And whereas everybody else kind of short pitted a few, maybe five, six laps prior because it was still going to be the same amount of stops, but Greg just ran it out. And he was just able to use those fresh tires saved up and drove back through the field. And I mean, uh, for a while, everybody everybody's like, Hey, you want to pass me? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good where I'm at. And Greg would be like, Hey man, I think I'm a little bit faster. And they're like, all right, I'm gonna let you go, go on by, you know, because they don't want to lose, use up their stuff, holding them back. But I mean, he was able to really save his tires there. And that, I mean, that, that just played key to him being able to run back up through the front near the end. Uh, I, I think Pacini, uh, Pacini and Hanner tried doing, it. I think Hanner just got messed up on a pit stop there. I, as well or something something to the effect of that that kind of pushed well, him back i mean honestly i mean no offense to hannah hannah really seemed off pace the entire race i mean Cassini had his moments where it seemed like he might be able to do something but he started so far in the back that he had to do some unique pit strategies you know pitting early to try you know gain time and, and lost it later but what, uh, and, and Chris Pacini says he's sh uh, short pit for shits and giggles. Um, but honestly, it worked for a little bit. I mean, he gained a lot of uh, spots. Yeah, I mean, but I, he, he, came, he drove up to the field. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there going, uh, him and Andrew Burgess both, uh, they, they both drove through the field magnificently together because it was, uh, I think, four or five of us at the beginning uh, just kind of pulling away. And next thing you know, Andrew and Chris Pacini, I just saw him on the relative just ticking up closer and closer. And we're like, Hey guys, we got to get moving. Like they're coming. Let's. And then as soon as they got by me, I mean, I think my car just fell off. I, I think I was my car just didn't like the way it was handling. And Chris Bassini and uh, Andrew Burgess just took off. So, so with the question about Greg Wellen, specifically, the reason I'm asking is is not so much about this past race. It, it's it's a similar. You know, we're talking a lot about momentum and confidence, and Greg Wellen has a lot of both right now. And it's I had this conversation with my uh, CCR teammates earlier, like. I'm feeling the same way about Brandon Bernhardt right now in the TNT series in that on an individual race, I may be able to look and point and say, okay, I was faster than him here, or Josh was faster than him here, but he keeps finding himself in these positions where he's just winning, um, or, or at least finishing really well, and Greg Wellen's doing the same thing in the Cup Series. How do you stop that? Like, what what is there you can do to say, like, I'm going to break this momentum? Hopefully Lady Luck just jumps on your side for once. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's, 
I mean, he's made, you know, different calls than everybody else on the team uh, and everybody else on the track at that. I mean, there's only like one or two people that actually did a full fuel run. Everybody else kind of short pitted it by like two or three laps. And some, some of them like Chris Passini did a lot sooner than that, you know, because we knew that uh, the way the first couple cautions fell, it gave us lead way to be able to, it, to drop it down to either two or three pit stop race. I can't remember what it was. And, uh, but you had a good lead way of how many laps you can make it there. So, I mean, it's, uh, you could short pit it or you can make, run it out, like I said. And uh, I think uh, Greg pulled it out the best by running the tank completely dry. Uh, but Pacini also was able to short pit it and run a little bit harder than, you know, everybody else to gain up that momentum to start with. And then uh, I think he did really well at holding off uh, everybody on his older tires because, I mean, you, just like any other track, you got to, you know, push a little bit, but then also then back off and run fast laps, but make them slow enough where you're not heating up that front right tire there in Michigan. So, so we're, we're going into the chase, right? Like, um, starting out at Daytona and I, I forget where we go from there. I think Darlington's in this first round and, uh, what's the third round at the Roval or is that the second? No, the second one's Richmond. Okay. So. No, so we got yeah. Daytona, Darlington, Bristol. Bristol, Bristol, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, okay, okay, um, yeah. So uh, let me pull up the chase standings here and take a look. I, I, what I'm trying to figure out here is, you know, obviously Greg, Greg Wellen, you know, I, I built him up a lot there, but he's irrelevant when it comes to the chase, unfortunately, because he, he got into the Cup Series too late. Um, I, I'm looking here at guys like um, Adam Wood. Yep, me. I'm looking at uh, Don Warnke. Jason Swan, Ed Stringer, uh, Kevin Pearson, Tony Pandan, Wim Cleanbill, uh, Tim St. Jean. Those are the guys that are kind of like right there um, at that bubble. I mean, actually, if it was further than that, Kevin I mean, Austin, Josh Dolph, yeah, Brandon Bernhardt, Andrew Burgess, a lot of ties. Um, what what do you guys have to do if you want to advance to the next round? Uh, for me, is not being caught up in the big one or ones at Daytona. I mean, that, that's the key right there. I mean, uh, playing that one smart. Um, you can run up at front. You can run up back. It doesn't really matter where you run at Daytona. The, there's always that risk of somebody wrecking you or be, you being caught up in the wreck or you causing the wreck, you know. Uh, so, I mean, it's just having luck on your side and being able to play the right strategies uh, in lanes and having people work with you at Daytona. Darlington it's going to be a tricky track to be able to try and not, not wreck yourself out of that. Cause Darlington's the track. Like we've said earlier, you have to race the racetrack before you actually start racing the competitors. Uh, you know, it's going to be mainly single file through one and two, your passing corners, three and four. I mean, there's some people that try and do one and two as a passing corner. It can be done. I prefer if you're going to pass me, do it three and four. That's uh, me, the better option. You can, you have more space, I feel like one and two so fast paced and slingshotty that uh, trying to jam two cars in that little, that almost single lane is uh, detrimental for you. And then Bristol, Bristol, I, I you're going to have to qualify well. That's going to be the key on that one. You're going to have to qualify well and stay up front all night. Yeah, that's, so, that's going to be a tough track for sure. So this next question is targeted at CD. And I want an honest answer out of you, not a 
like friendly teammate answer. <laughs> uh, Blake Gordon has to be the favorite going into the playoffs for the cup. Yeah. How does anybody? What What is the path for someone to beat Blake Gordon? I mean, I think the. I mean, everyone could probably agree, like or dislike. You know how how he's driving or how he drives. The the man could drive just about any car at any track, and every time he gets in the car, you know that he's going to be a contender. So it's who's going to be able to adapt to the different tracks and different styles of driving. Um, obviously, it's all going to be in one car, but it's still you know he's going to show up every week and he's going to be that one two three guy. So you know he's going to be a thorn in anybody's side that's going to go for that championship. I, I think it's going to come down to putting in more laps than him. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how many laps Blake does. I don't go back and look at VRS. I don't know if he hides it or if he, or if he puts it out there for everybody to see. Um, but at the same time, I, no matter how many laps he puts in, you're going to put in triple. Uh, and that's kind of how I feel that, you know, you're going to have to kind of outdo him as be able to run a better strategy, manage your tires better than him, and somehow find that speed in the long run to be able to run them down. It's going to be difficult for anybody though. I just look at it like this, like Blake is one of the younger drivers in the entire league. Um, and just that, not that these, the older guys that started this league, you know, coming up through the game, like they didn't get it as young as Blake did. He's probably learned a lot in a short amount of time. I just think that the experience that he, he he's run these tracks before he knows these tracks, he has, data from these tracks prior years so it's just going to take a lot and that's not because he's my teammate it's just you know you can watch it it's facts uh, yeah, I, think you're trying, sure. I think what you're trying to say is that blake had started driving after the invention of the wheel <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah right no that's that's a little harsh man come hey, on hey guys <laughs> i mean i i remember john when he was racing i mean because uh Blake, I'm one of those older guys that's been racing in, with these guys for 25 plus years. And I can remember John racing and, and, and you can hear him on the, the, you know, comment, you know, talking between the, you know, discord or what, not discord, but, uh, I can't remember what we used to use, but he'd tell him, go sit down, Blake, you know, or something like that. You'd hear him telling Blake to do something while we were racing. So he was watching his dad race. When he was just a little kid. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like in your blood. It's just, I, I don't know. I, it's nothing against the older guys. It's just, I feel like when you're brought up around it, it's so right. different. Team speak. <laughs> you just said it came yeah. back on team speak. Yeah, that's exactly. I should know that because I still use it to race in the uh, Boars League. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah. And uh, somebody commented, is muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah, our muscle memory when they're old guys are like, uh, hell. Uh, and it's not working right tonight, you know. I mean, so. I don't count any of these guys out, though. They're all uh, competitors, and you know, Blake can have a bad night. Uh, that can happen to any one of us. Daytona is anybody's race, as we know. You know, we we see Nick Adams get a win um, at a super speedway because of situations of close racing, and it just yeah, you know, he put himself in a good position. Yes, keeping himself up there, but anybody could win that race. Yes, absolutely. And I, I, like I said, Blake had said, I come with Blake Gordon told me he was going to sit behind me and push me to a win. 
just so I can make the playoffs. And if you believe that, I've got a great piece of property down the Everglades to sell you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I mean, this week, like you said, that we're going to be at Daytona and a win you're in. So you win uh, Daytona, you win at Darlington, you win at Bristol, you're, you're moving to the next round. You don't, you can sit out the, I don't, I don't know if you can really truly sit out the next two weeks, uh, just in spite if I went at day, if you went at Daytona, but you know, that's, the, that's the mentality. Uh, Cause I know Justin Anderson at one point brought up, he's like, Hey, I'm going to miss a few races throughout it. You know, it's going to suck uh, to be able to work this hard to go all the way through it and not be able to do it. But then, you know, they clarified the rules that says if you win one race within it, you're able to move on to the next, uh, next round. So, I mean, that, that's really great because I mean that that makes uh, enticing for people to to win Daytona this weekend, not just to try to ride the back for points night. Yeah, I think it's going to make it interesting for sure. Uh, you know, I always seem like when we round Daytona it was kind of earlier in the season, and the, you know a, a lot of the guys were being cautious in the pack, like they weren't trying to push three wide then now they're going to have to, to be up in that mix. So it's going to be exciting. And I mean, and the, but the thing is the what happened as well, since the first race of the season, uh, running Daytona is a whole new drafting package for cup. So it, it's not what we, where we're used to where you're, you're going to have two lines moving, like in moving in a grooving, like it's a, a symbiotic relationship. Uh, you're going to need a lot of teamwork and a lot of, uh, help to make that outside line work. So, uh tuesday night we saw an ivrl we ran basically all the bottom lap and i mean for the most of the race uh until we started doing pit stops and then kind of then kind of got chaotic until we everybody got cycled through but you know it, it became a one groove track because nobody nobody wants to be uh that guy to put on the outside you jump in th like Normally you could be like, Hey, I'm in third spot. I got a good run coming out of turn two. I jump out. The guy behind you jumps out, bam, you're, you can now running with the leaders. You got to have four five, six cars. I mean, almost either one or two more cars and at the top than what you have at the bottom. So do we think that possibly this week we might see some guys make some moves that, that they normally wouldn't make because they're trying to make the playoffs? Yes, this, yeah, so we all agree that we're going to see some people do do some stuff that they normally wouldn't do just because they want to make the playoffs. I think I think what's going to happen, kind of like what happened Tuesday night, first five six laps going to be chaotic. Uh, people will jump from lane to lane, try to get the push, try to move to the front, try to make the outside work, uh, and then that outside lane is going to fade off. We're going to drop down to a single file line. For the most part, you're going to still have onesies and twosies trying to make that back, that outside lane work. Uh, it's going to be fruit oil, and they're going to just uh, just have to kind of suck it up and lose a lot of spots by, you know, trying to make that work. They're going to move to the back, and then a late, probably like 10, 15 laps to go, the outside lane is going to come in, and everybody's going to scramble, and whoever is that last person to pull out to be in the top lane. So if you're in fifth and you see things rolling, rolling ahead of you, you jump out. Now you're the top, the first guy in that top lane and it's going to work. Uh, and by doing that, if you're in like, you know, that top five, I believe in that bottom line, you stall that whole entire bottom line when you jump out because that, that bubble, that, that fourth guy in the lines 
was hoping to get, he's not getting anymore. So, you know, it's a new way of doing it. A lot of people don't know, and it's going to take a while to get used to it. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping we get a lot of people in practice early. We're going to do some pit pit parties for it. Do uh, yeah, for sure. Do we think we that possibly? Well, do we think that any car make is has an advantage over another car make? Not in iRacing, no. I don't think there's anything really that that plays into that, in my opinion. Everybody agree with that? Yeah, uh, I yeah, I do. I do. I think it's who's the who's got the guy who could push the best in the team, and that, that's gonna help you big time here. Also, also it helps with their Chevy. Um, that's a joke. Um, so, uh, do we want to do? Uh, we're running out of time here. Uh, do we want to do winner picks and then move on to TNT? Yeah, let's do that. All right, Adam. Uh, uh since I can't pick myself, um. Because that's who I would pick. Uh, it's a anybody battle. So, I but I'm gonna go shot in the dark. Ran, Andrew Burgess. I'm just gonna go with a random person that will that always ha, runs great that could find himself up there. You, Carl? Yeah. So I've been accused for a long time of being a Blake Gordon fanboy. Like, I don't think there's any denying that. Except for the fact that everyone's wrong. I am actually an Endeavor fanboy. And I'm going to pick two in a row. And I'm going to say that he's going to keep the streak alive. I'm picking Brandon Bernhardt. Oh, man. (laughs) I was saying the same thing. (laughs) Really? Wow. What about you, Randy? Uh, Confidence matters is all I'm going to say. Confidence matters a lot. Wow. Uh, hmm. I was uh, Hanner running. Should be. He is, and and to be fair, Hanner is very, very good at super speedways. That's what I was. I was thinking he was good. I I was thinking this was not one of those tracks he doesn't like because I know there are certain tracks he doesn't like. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Hanner. That's gonna be my pick. Blake? Yep. I mean, I, I just like Carl said, man, he's got, he's got the hot hand. You got to go with him. And if you hit, it's uh, we're going to look like superstars here. So we got to go with Brandon. <laughs> I, I always pick the underdog if I'm, if I'm wrong. It's like, oh, well, yeah, he picked someone that wasn't likely to win. But if I'm right, oh, man. I, would... I don't know, man. He's driving so good. It just seems he like he I'd figured be, something out in I'd the be, last few I'd weeks. It would be awesome to have him get up there and get the, the, the triple winner here, uh, the first ever in AOLL. That I know well, let's of. let's yeah, like, it's the first one. Brandon is probably one of the most underrated drivers, right? And he's so patient in his driving, and he's fast. So that I think patience might be what you need to get to the end of the race at Daytona, and then you pull the trigger. He's got it. Definitely, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I I would love to see him do it. I really would. I think that would be really neat to see a person win all three. In one week, I I think that would be really awesome to see him do it. So I'm not gonna push him if I'm up there. I, I don't want him to see it happen. I oh come on! Oh yeah, yeah. He, 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 he's, he's probably hating us discussing things because he's like trying to hope that he's gonna come in as like you know just under the radar and we're all like oh yeah, like nobody's gonna work with. Him. 
<laughs> no, 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 yeah. the only the, the well, we got to make up points. I think the person that I pushed to a win, <laughs> I think it was at Dagon Sportsman, was uh, Kevin Haas to see the number three in the victory lane. That's uh, uh, instead of pulling out to try to take him out of turn four, I was like, ah, Kevin's going to get to this one. I'm, I'm going to push him to the end. Yeah. All right, let's uh, transition out of this and go into TNT, and we'll just end this thing up here. Um, a pretty good race, a race in uh, TNT. All right, well, what the hell are you reading there, Carl? Um, it's uh, uh, picking on uh, the Oford. Um, Blake Gordon has an Oford DF. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you have to read the comments. <laughs> I'm really that. I don't. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. I think Adam made a typo. and No, uh, I didn't do a typo because Justin said, I won't push a forward. So, yeah, uh, so uh, makes do happen. Uh, I, I see. <laughs> I'm glad I do a oof. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I, I, I need Justin Anderson right. to push me because I've always, I've always picked on Justin since uh, one of the first... Uh, super speedways we ran and I jumped out of line coming out of turn four at Dega, I think. And Justin was right behind me, but his two teammates were in front of me. And instead of helping me, pushed me past his teammates. He went with his teammates and left me high and dry. So I've uh, always, you know, give him shit about it every single time. So that's the reason why he goes, yeah, I'm not going to push a Ford. <laughs> Wonder why he put that. And I was like, well, that rules out Adam. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I I I think Justin actually pushed uh, Nick to his truck win. If I'm he mistaken. did. Yeah. So. Um, I, uh, but hold on, that was a Ford. Did we. Uh, I don't I know. Think we, uh, Chevy, no. Chevy, I, yeah. Um, we we we're in the process of switching the Ford. I don't know if we all switched yet. So. I'm a Chevy guy, but I was convinced. So. You're convinced that yeah. the Ford worked. I was outvoted more than anything, but oh, okay. It's it's okay. it's a democracy, uh, <laughs> CCR. We we swore, whenever I was, you know first put together uh, first response racing. That's kind of we're like nobody really runs a Yoda, so we're gonna go out there and run Yoda, and uh, we we did that for the first season, and then you know second year we're like, all right, it's on your own. You don't you don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. Let's actually talk TNT now. <laughs> yeah. I got to sidetrack my laughing. All right. Yeah, so uh, last night, Nashville Super Speedway, uh, a lot of green flag laps. I, at first, you know, we thought it was going to be, you know, a caution-filled night. Uh, you know, yeah. it was a, just a solo event, though, that triggered it. It wasn't anything major. It was just a solo spin from uh, Mark Schilling. He got out there and uh, just got loose coming off the corner. And we're like, here we go again. And then it, they proved yeah. us wrong up here in the booth. It went green. Uh, just got, I think, was it one more caution that night? Uh, almost halfway through. So you guys were able to get a good pit stop in between your uh, uh, near the end with like 30, 40 to go. Yeah, that was the only thing that helped uh, them because me and you both thought we might see a green flag stop and it didn't happen. Let, let me bet you about that for a second because <laughs> I. I mean, it, it would have benefited me for a, uh, to go long because at that, at that point, I mean, the only hope I had of any competition there was having a long run, and I practiced, I 
ton of focus in doing long runs. And then I'm I'm involved in bringing out the caution. It was incredibly frustrating. Um, and the more and more I look, I, I, I've watched that replay from every possible angle. And I don't know what the hell iRacing was thinking. I I felt like I had a... I, I, if netcode hadn't happened, I don't think there's any contact there. We were... Uh, we were close, but Tim was a lane higher. I was incredibly frustrated. I really, really wanted to stay green because my plan the entire time was to stay out, wait for people to pit, and then you saw what happened to Josh Blaston. He pitted. He had fresh tires. Wasn't He spun out. I, I was hoping to stay out and bring out a caution, come in under caution. It didn't happen. Yeah, I mean... Uh... And we didn't get to show that that wreck in like length, so you know we we made the best judgment call there. Kind of looked like uh, you drove in a little hard, but uh, you know the admins came on there and said it was a uh, net code. So I mean, you know, net code can be a tricky, finicky thing and uh, really ruin people's nights uh, for no reason. And then and it sucks. It happens more in the trucks, so in the Arca, in the Arca, but it does happen, and uh, it sucks because. Uh, having a really great run and you either boot somebody else or somebody boots you. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, to be clear, like I, I did come in hot and if I had known that Tim was going to break where he did, I would have braked earlier. But the thing is like, um, at that point, I mean, Tim was really fast on short runs, really fast on short runs. He was competing with, uh, uh Brandon early on. I think, I mean, I think he, he led laps. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. super fast. But he was burning through his tires quickly. At that point in the race, his tires were shot. Mm-hmm. And we saw it happen in the second run as well. I actually came over the radio and told him, like, hey, man, go ahead and pass me on that second run. Uh, partially because I felt like I owed it to him because of that incident earlier. But Come also on. because I was terrified. Well, I was terrified he was going to wreck me um, if, I, <laughs> if I didn't let him by. And um, so I, I pulled up. I'm like, go, man. And then the moment I get he gets by me and I was faster than him because um, I was faster on a long run and I've been trying on that first one I've been trying to pass him and um, you know we had Tom Stevens uh, up high you know I, I was I'll admit I was really focused to make sure you know, he was a lap down making sure that we were going to get by him safely and it it, it happened I, I hate that it happened because uh, Tim is one of the guys. Look, I'll wreck I'll wreck Blake uh, ZD all the time. Um, I have no problem with that. Um, well, of course. But, yeah. But, so uh, we'll go to but that. But Tim, I'm not gonna wreck Tim. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that one. So we were like, hey, let's uh, let's get Blake ZD on the the horn tonight. I, I hit up Carl's like, hey man, do you got his personal number? I know you do by this <laughs> this time now. <laughs> you you skip Discord and Facebook. You went straight oh, to yeah. getting his uh, personal, con- <laughs> uh, personal contact information from him. That's funny. So um. Blake, you, you, I mean, you've been pretty much on, on fire. You haven't won, but you've been so consistent. You've just been like knocking at that door. Just, you, you got to think, like I said to you last night, if Brandon hadn't come back, you would have had a win last night. Yeah. Or you could say if Nick quit a week earlier, I probably could have had a win, but no, no, I know me and Nick that, the, uh, <laughs> we, we talked about it, but I really think the night, the the other race, um, Martinsville was really mine in the bag, and I think all the other drivers kind of knew because of my position and the that the 
that race, I was, it was in the bag for at least me and Brandon to get one, two again. Um, me being in front of him, I probably could have held them off. So that one hurt a little bit more. This one, I didn't really expect to do that good. I told Brandon, I'm like, this is one of those races. I qualify fourth and I go to 14th. So I surprised myself. Um, and then, like I said, if I could just, you know, I'm trying to build on that. So the long runs are what's really is hard to do. Especially at a track like uh, Nashville Super Speedway where that uh, concrete just eats those tires up and uh, you really have to manage it and save it. Well, and, 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 you, and you try to save it. And even when you're trying to save, it's like it doesn't save a whole lot. Like, I, you know, I'm running in Atlanta. Like, I mean, there were very clear things that you're like, oh, yeah, this, this easily saves massive amounts of tire. But then, like, I'm running at uh, uh, Nashville and it's like, oh, I'm doing great. And at the times, like, oh, this is garbage. I, but I, I also think, though, it took longer for you to see the savings results versus other tracks that have a higher yep. fall off. I think uh, these yeah. ARCA cars really, right as you guys, you know, had the caution and right as the finish was happening, that's when you saw, you know, the tires really come into play, who really saved their tires. Because you saw Carl at the end. I mean, he got by three cars there because he, you know, played the long game and saved up his tires where everybody else is, you know, running a little bit harder than he was. And, uh, I mean, you definitely saw Blake last night, you know, he, uh, he was able to get all the way up to Brandon's door, but Brandon wasn't pushing it as hard as Blake was and Blake overheated his front right tire. Most likely in theory, that's yep. probably what happened in the game. And, uh, which would cost them just like, Hey, look, I'm wet two tenths here. Now I'm a 1.2 seconds back. Right. Exactly. Um, and I mean, and to be yeah. honest, we were more worried about Carl the whole time. We, we were the team chat. We were talking about Carl and his long runs. We knew Carl was super strong in the long run. So, you know, if there was maybe another 20 laps, Carl probably would have been uh, closer in the mix there. So, uh, but Brandon played a good race and, and knew exactly what to do uh, with the lead. And the line he took the whole time was that middle line. And when I got to him, he started running that lower line again because he could. So you could see it in the broadcast. I watched it back. Uh, a really good racecraft on his side. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he definitely dropped down. Like as soon as you got about three or four tenths away, Brandon started altering his line just a little bit to give him a little bit more speed so that – you had to fight even more, which wasted more, more of your equipment. And then when he saw that you, you know, started to back away, he started to change his line. Of, oh, well, I guess I can go back into savings mode a little bit, you know? Right. So. Yeah. yeah. He'd been running that middle line that whole time. Whole time. And then when you started getting around him, he kind of moved down to that bottom line where you were running and that pretty much killed it for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and going back to Tim, Tim was really fast. And I think me and him were running a very similar line. Um, I think the only difference was, as I was telling my teammates, is I was letting off the gas uh, really early to kind of let the, the car fall down to the inside. And I felt like if you try to drive it down to the inside is where you would burn the tires up maybe, you know, 10 laps quicker. Seeing the 40 lap run where you really start to feel it in the car. If you drove it to the bottom line, you were going to feel it at 30 laps very easily. Yeah, we so saw that. It, it was tricky. It was definitely tricky. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm happy with a second. Not a track that I'm not normally good at. Um, I'll take it. Yeah I, yeah, I felt like I felt like three entering three. You could 
drive it a little bit more into the corner as it started turning. But one and two, like I, mean, I, I had my brake way back. Um, yeah. So that when I was entering, you know, entering turn one, like I was hitting the brake and letting the rear end, you know, l- turning with the brakes a little bit there. Were, were you guys doing that as well? Yeah, I actually turned mine from stock 3% down um, from where we were. And I actually went 4%. I would jab the brake a little bit when the car started to get tighter on the entry and they would just pitch it down to the inside. And again, I would, I really wouldn't get on the gas. And so a little past, I would say halfway past halfway. And I wasn't getting on the gas completely. It was like half throttle because there was a hump out of both turns. And yep. if you were, you could get over the hump. And if you were full throttle for whatever reason the the car would kick out on you, I think it happened to both uh, Kevin Haas and Josh Laston. Um, in the same spot. So yeah. there was, it was a tricky if you were not on the throttle the right way coming out of those turns. Well, was, was that where Josh lost it? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah I, so, Kev, Kevin didn't really lose it as much. He still lost it, but he was able to recover way quicker than Josh did. Josh really mowed the grass. So yeah, I, no I, 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 w- I want to give mad props out to Kevin Haas as well, because um, I, yeah, he was so, fast. I restarted. I started the race sixth, and uh, a certain person who started on the outside row uh, at the start of the race, um, who might be my teammate, um, had an awful, awful start and stacked up the entire uh, outside line. And I fell back to eighth, like before we entered turn one. And Kevin Haas and I, like, he, he was pacing, like, I was behind him that entire first run, behind him the entire time. And that was one of the reasons why I was pushing so hard to get around Tim is Kevin got around him really quickly. And then I felt like it was stalling out behind him. And so, I mean, I, I feel like we don't, as a broadcasting crew, we don't talk about Kevin a ton. He was awesome. Um, but just moving past that a little bit, I, I, I was 10.07. So I, I want to talk about championship a little bit because the year-long championship, not talking about that because congratulations, Josh Last, Josh Last, you've won that. But I want to talk about the season championship. Um, I mean, if you wreck them out every race, you, you still have a chance, man. Yeah. Well, you got it. Uh, I, I, I might not have a teammate anymore. Um, <laughs> you, you need you, me to come in a, there? Just but you'll have a turtle lamp like Randy. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? A life Turtles or what do you what do you want? I mean, come yeah, on. So, so what 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 I what I want what I'm what I'm trying to figure out is, is I, I, the way I'm looking at it from the championship standpoint. So I look at there are the top three drivers in the league for the championship for the season right now. I put uh, Brandon Bernhardt at one, um, Josh Lassen at second, and Blake. I put you at third. Blake, what are you going to have to do? You think to get ahead of those guys to win a championship? To win a championship, I'm gonna have to win every race from here on out. He's really, to take his teammate out. <laughs> yeah, I think for sure. <laughs> I mean, I was saying last night, I I really just need to not really look to uh, for championship, but just look for consistency, and then hopefully the cards fall into place. Um, with maybe one of those guys having a few bad races, because um, you know Josh really doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and neither does Brandon. Like I was saying earlier, the guy is super consistent. 
he doesn't if he's not feeling it, he does not overdrive that car. He puts himself exactly where he needs to be. He if he's the third place car that night, he'll drive it in third place, but that's gonna win him the championship at this rate, you know. So um I have to go out and I literally have to drive the balls off the car and <laughs> I gotta figure something out in the next what we got twelve you, races left. You're gonna drive the balls off the car. But Don't the put time. the balls deep in the back of somebody, all right? We're but at trying the same to do time, that. save tires. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And it, there's a fine line between overdriving the car and, um, you know, and losing your equipment and being right on the edge of being fast and being able to save it for the end. So, well, and, and you have to guess what everyone else is doing. Like, you know, you could try yeah. and say, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out here and practice. I'm going to do a long run. And then people keep bringing out cautions, and then it's like the people with the short run speed are going to go out and win. I'm glad you said that, Carl, because I think that's one of the trickiest parts about it. And not that, you know, the the field obviously isn't as deep, um, you know, as sportsman or cup. But I think the tricky part about TNT is that you have to factor in one or two more cautions. And that will change your strategy for the pit. And we all know that pit strategy is just as important as be able to drive the car. And you put yourself in a bad position in a pit strategy, you're just going to put yourself in the back of the pack or, you know, just outside that top three where you need to be to win a championship. So I do think that's tricky about TNT. So, so my last question for you, um, what do you have to do on the track um, if you're going for a win or something to stop getting wrecked by me? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I, I hate to say it because I have a lot of fun racing you guys, but it's just um, I have a different driving style than you. Obviously, I don't drive it as deep into corners. I break earlier, and that is always what catches me into a wreck like that. Um, and I think it's just us running with each other for the rest of the season into the next uh, classes that we do. It's just knowing who you're driving around, right? So I see that now. We've wrecked for maybe like three, four times together, maybe even a little more. But I know that now when you're behind me, I could see you changing your braking zone compared to what my line is. And I, you know, I appreciate you adapting to the drivers you're around because you can't race everybody the same. It's everybody has their own style of driving. Yeah. And, and, and on that note, I want to point out that, like, I mean, I've raced with you a ton, but anyone that, like, if you haven't raced around people a lot, make sure you're showing up. The, saying that this is an open statement to anyone. Like, you know, practice isn't just for you. It's so that everyone else learns your, your driving style. Um, and um, I mean, I've seen, especially in, uh, I mean, I've seen TNT, especially like uh, practice uh, participation's fallen off. So, um, highly encourage everyone to to join this because I think it'll make better racing for the entire league. And remind those guys when yeah. practice actually happens. So practice happens uh, for the TNT series, 8 p.m. to midnight Tuesdays. And then also we run a practice one hour before the race, uh, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Thursdays. You know, on top of that, if I could add something to that, uh, Carl, is just for these guys that are, if you guys are struggling, I mean, and you might be afraid to run these uh, official races, but they go a long way because you know, you're racing guys that are all different kind of skill levels and they, some of the guys aren't the smartest. So you learn how to race around guys that are shifty in a way where you get into a situation when you're in the league, 
we run a lot better than this, a lot of those official races. So if you could put yourself in a race once or twice a week in an official, just to get your feet wet coming into the league races, I, I guarantee the guys that struggle will be in a better position uh, during those league races that we run. Good point. Good point. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, uh, honestly, yeah. I, just, I, I just want uh, genuinely the best races we've had in the league have been when we've had good practice participation. So that's that's all I'm gonna say. Like I, I, I they're, they're like this week. Like I've seen, I, I've harped on during the broadcast. I've harped on, um, uh, you know, people leaving big gaps during uh, restarts because I saw that a lot this week. Uh, in all of the series that I'm about, um, but yeah, the the other thing is um, just showing practice. Show the practice. All right. Okay. So well, let's uh, we're going to go into Dover. We're going to Dover next week in TNT. Yep. Ah, yep. uh, I think uh, I think this is going to be another ass or a concrete track that. Uh, it's going to take into tire consideration. Uh, last time I know I raced, it was in a cup series and, uh, I was as fast as the leader for the first 15 laps behind him. And then he left me and, uh, still running as fast as he was. And I was not. So it's going to be about tire conservation, but also being fast somehow. I don't know how Greg Holt did that, but he did it and just destroyed me. Uh, so I'm going to go exactly what Blake Gordon just says. Carl Laston is going to get it done. Carl Laston? Carl, Josh Laston, sorry. So you saw your name up there, too. <laughs> Does he have a brother? Josh has a brother? Carl Laston is going to come in and join this thing? Yeah. <laughs> I saw your name up there. It's 10-13. It's way past my bedtime. Exactly. Yeah, for, it's for actually 9-13, it, your time. For <laughs> what it's worth, Josh is my brother at this point. Um, uh, Carl Laston offered. Um so, um, <laughs> I, this is a tough one for me. Um, I, Josh, Josh isn't great at managing tires, to be honest. Um, but what I did say earlier is that I am an Endeavor fanboy, and I meant that. Um, but I feel like picking Blake again would be ridiculous. Or sorry, uh, Brandon again would be ridiculous. Um, I'm picking Blake. Um, I, Legit think that Blake ZD here is massively overdue for a win. Um, as long as I'm not behind him, <laughs> or or Nick, or, or Nick. Nick, yeah, or Nick, yeah. Uh, I'm actually I'm gonna go with Tim St. Jean. Uh, That's always so, a good pick. Yeah, I'm going with Tim. I think he'll he'll take that guitar addict Chevrolet to victory lane this week. So, Blake. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Carl picks me. I'm in here with him. But uh, I was actually going to pick Carl. I think uh, he's got the long runs figured out. And then if we have that there, um, I believe he's going to be able to take this one. We, we we might have a long run as long as you or Tim. You dropped out there, Carl. Yeah, I lost your Oh, I, I'm sorry. I was, I was saying that. You still dropped out again. <laughs> <laughs> you you drop out of the very like last point where we were about to say we hear all the way up to that. We just put in what we want that in there. <laughs> yeah, we, we got what you meant though. I was just saying that if Nick doesn't take you out, you probably win this race. <laughs> just don't pit the same time Nick pits. 
Yeah, just just All right. follow Nick into the pit road. <laughs> he'll never leave that one down. No, he'll never leave that one down. So, hey, let's get out of here, guys. It's been a long night. And you're, uh, Adam, you're car, car telling people that some guy that's not even in the race is going to win a race. <laughs> I'm just saying out names. So if one of those names wins, I'm right. So you guys just make fun of me. But if uh, Carl or Josh wins, I picked them. <laughs> that's a good way to think about it. Hey, uh, Blake, though, uh, appreciate you coming on tonight, man. Uh, it's great to have you. Uh, keep up the momentum that you got going in all three series, man. Uh, it's always a blast to have you out on the track and race with you. All right. Thanks, guys. appreciate you having me. And, of course, you guys are always doing a great job. Just keep it up. You guys are doing awesome. Thank you. We appreciate it very much. All right. Let's get out of here, guys. Uh, we're going to sign off here. You've been watching the uh, Ghost Fire Media podcast on this beautiful third or what is it no friday night i don't even know what night it is <laughs> and uh don't forget we got great racing coming up sunday night we've got the aoll cup race from daytona international speedway uh carl will be in the booth calling all the action with josh Laston for that one uh fuel once again on uh, monday night with uh adam and carl will be in that one so the two guys at the top here will be uh, calling the action. Actually, that one, Josh will be calling Josh, it. Josh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I spent the time to make a throwback. Josh, you rotate. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also I took the time to make a throwback scheme uh, for Garlington. So I'm, I'm going to race it. Okay, awesome. So Josh will be in the booth with Adam on that one, and then Tuesday night I'll be back in the booth for the IVR, R, IVR L. I can't say. I'm back to. I can't say anyway. IVRL butt kicker series back in the booth with nick adams for that one and then uh wednesday night uh carl you'll be in the booth for that one for sportsman and then uh me and adam will be back in the booth on thursday night for the tnt race so there will and then we'll be so uh next weekend is gonna be a labor day weekend uh there will be no podcast but uh stay really? tuned stay tuned for a fun race though we're uh brainstorming right now uh, well, this is going to be our teaser. We're going to throw something out there really shortly over the weekend here uh, to give everybody a good heads up of what the race will be. But we're going to have a nice, fun race there for everybody that can be. Uh, for all the series that we cover, both uh, uh, Fuel, IVRL, and AOL, anybody from it will be able to run. Cool. That's going to be fun. Definitely. So that does it for us. We're going to get out of here, guys. Thanks for watching. As always, don't, don't forget, if you're on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button so you can catch up all the action as we come online once again next week or any other time. So from um, Daytona National uh, Speedway, where I'm close to right now, and uh, these guys, Carl's up there in Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, Adam is in the uh, Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth area, right? Correct. Close. I'm about Correct. an hour and a half south. Yeah, pretty close. So from these guys, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week. Have a great one. Thank you for watching iRacing on the Ghostfire Media Network.